always put my friend to 25 years, actor extraordinaire, the JCJ himself, the Atsasayev champion of the world! Mr. JP Wall. Oh, wait. There's more. Before I ask my co-host how he's doing in that soothingly smooth ASMR like sound, we have a very special guest today. He is the genius behind the Jacked Up Review Show, a guy who looks at looks cinema in the face and laughs, a dude I, who I've spoken to for hours yet never seen his face, Mr. <laughs> Sully. How you doing, fellas? Hey, hey yo, yo, yo. <laughs> this yeah. is the first time you're seeing Cam's face? Yeah, and his mind. Uh, I don't think My camera changed. misbehaves day to day. Yeah, so it's just oh, talking shit. to like an egg avatar. <laughs> <laughs> and still yes, talk for two hours. So. Egg, <laughs> egg 24 7, yes. but I'm not amateur porn star on the weekend and ex CIA yeah, operative be. on the weekday. Yeah. Yeah, you got this. You got this. The uh, spy glasses for sure. <laughs> Those are my CSI glasses. Yeah. <laughs> the glasses of the agent who never sees the field. He's always on the desk, but then is forced to uh, fire his weapon for the first time that he has like fired since basic. Like they spoof the expendables where they're all talking in, in the dark, but he still has the glasses on because he's the supervillain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 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 Just because. Exactly. Take so, him off. No. So uh, I went on your show, Jacked Up Review Show. And you were amazing. We talked about the office and Parks and Rec for like two hours. Mockumentary City. <laughs> amazing. So much fun. Uh, go check that out. It's on, on your feed. Uh, anywhere you can find a podcast. It's on YouTube, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank yeah, you. Thank you so much for coming on. Long time uh, coming. Yeah, and... and I figured in the same vein as uh, our previous work together where we were supposed to do Spider-Man and then the last second pivoted, like, literally 30 <laughs> seconds before. I should have used more words. I was booking so many people that month. It yeah. was crazy. <laughs> well, to stay with that theme since it went so well last time, uh, you had suggested that today our feature presentation would be Hard Rock Zombies. <laughs> well, we the watched about ever. 20 minutes of it, and we both, like, at the same time, just happened to text each other, I am angry watching this. <laughs> you said, is like, pick the worst thing you can find. I'm like, this is, like, funny. This is, like, Evil Dead, but without any sense of being in on any kind of joke. It's just a stupid... But I, I oh, honest to God, God, believe that without this, Adult Swim would not exist. It's, I mean, this is a Because it's movie. just so random. Hitler it's... gets eaten by zombies. That's the plot of the movie. Wow, as far I didn't as make it that far. <laughs> I didn't even That's, make it that far either. It's a either. better death than Inglorious Bastards. Oh, I wow. would say that. Oh, my God. It was just like, oh, yeah. After the second <laughs> extended uh, rock and roll scene where, like, the first one, they, they're just performing and it goes on forever and then the next yeah. one they're doing this like menudo style dance scene throughout town it just i don't know what was going on <laughs> you know what i could tell you what was going on they only had enough they only had enough uh uh screenplay to go for about 45 minutes yeah so they oh you oh my 100% god what it was yeah, oh. it's like it's like Roger Corman. Roger, I, I was uh, listening to this Peter Bogdanovich podcast. Peter Bogdanovich, he was uh, Lorraine Bracco's 
therapist on Sopranos, but he was a famous right. director in the seventies. Oh, yeah. He his first movie was a movie called Targets, and mm-hmm. he was working for a guy, Roger Corman, and Roger Corman's like, Hey, Boris Karloff owes me uh two days of filming. And then they were gonna <laughs> do this movie, and he's like, So he made this other movie, and he's in that for about 20 minutes and then you can probably get another 30 minutes from him that's already 50 minutes you only need 20 more minutes that's so great i've seen stuff like that where they just reuse work from other movies and like i'll watch a lot of the red letter retirement you still got like and you just oh, see yeah. him, like, reusing over and over. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Carradine has, like, maybe five movies that will never come out. <laughs> oh, for sure. And, I mean, talk about Carradines. Talk about his dad, you know, John Carradine. I love John Carradine. We did a great special on him. And just one of the guys who just... He couldn't afford to not turn it down. He was Danny Trejo before it was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, didn't he say... I think he said before he died... He did 500 movies, Jesus. and this was yeah, movies. Yeah. He did 500 600. That's holy shit. Yeah, that's so, amazing. It just shows that you don't. It, it, Peter North and all those other porn stars. I mean, you're cheating. You guys can do a bunch of things. Yeah, we, they put all hundreds of years. Living professional actors who are drunks and divorced and trying to put their kids through school. <laughs> I mean, even now, you look at like. Like, I don't even know. You know, you look at somebody like a character actor's resume and they have, you know, 170 credits. But a lot of those credits are little TV shows that, you know, they shot on for a day or whatever. Short films in their basement. Yeah, (laughs) shit like that. But for John Carradine to have done 600 feature films. That's yep. fucking insane. Wild. <laughs> Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bluebeard is a favorite of mine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, again, inspired his kids to do the same shtick, you know? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, credit uh, to me for not so, making a David Carradine joke here. <laughs> shout out. Shout He's out. a well-hung man. I just, I just want everyone to, to realize what, <laughs> what restraint that took. But, yeah, uh... <laughs> Let's uh, get on with it and get into what we've been get on with it. <laughs> what we've been watching, reading, seeing, doing this week. Uh, guest first, Cam. What do you got? Oh man! So, and I have not been watching a shit ton of Criminal Minds. I've been just. Uh, Minds. Yep, I've are been you watching seventy-year-old st- aunt. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I, I gotta do some cold serial killers, feds breaking the rules, and getting arrested, all that shit. I. I watch all kinds of shows. I highly recommend the Powers shows. The is that the sh- stars ones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They're up to the fourth one, and they're all just their own deal. I crammed in all the superhero shows. Was really enjoying Pennyworth, which chronicles Butler Alfred. That was better than yeah. I expected. I watched like that's the first what I heard. four because they were on Amazon, but then you had to pay for the next ones, and I was like, "Fuck that." Well, oh, that, that's just it. Yeah, it's oh, on epics and. It's on epics, and their whole shtick has been kind of just do a lot of cool Cold War and modern day taken born identity kind of shows, Berlin Station and Condor, and that was that was by the Gotham guys, and it I was fun, man. Like that was one of those I heard announced. I'm like, I can't think of a story I care about less than like Young Alfred, right? Yeah, about that. but it was really good. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Anything I gotta else? Check that out. <laughs> on the spot, uh, movie-wise, there is a great Steven Soderbergh film on HBO Max called Kimmy, mm. dealing with an uh, oh, agoraphobe. Oh, with Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, 
And uh, it's definitely a more personal movie for Soderbergh's really just showing how it's like, it's just, I mean, we talked about it even when Josh and I did the office episode. It's like, it's just so funny how this makes fun of just what a nightmare HR is. How big a nightmare is it when you're just dealing with a chat room? And it's just even more interesting just seeing uh, some comedians in serious role. Like Rita Wilson is there and she's basically the crooked manager. I Andrew Daly was there. It's <laughs> just nice. so funny just it. seeing him as oh. an on in a serious role. And it's just yeah. so funny just seeing him being an unhappily married dad telling his you know young daughters to shut up while he takes it calls he's like no 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 please please don't go to hr no 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 they're gonna make my life hell okay well if you really want to proceed i mean do you have any evidence (laughs) i gotta recommend that to my dad he worked in hr his entire life shout out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the script was aside from soderbergh and kravitz like they planned it pre-covid and covid just kind of wrote itself into that movie but yeah i think i don't think it'll be dated at all it's just dealing in general with what do you do if you just can't stand people and going outside and you're an assault victim and you're just trying to get your shit together? But it, it really doesn't go in any predictable direction that you thought it was going to go. And uh, it, it was a cool deal for me because I was also reviewing it on another pals podcast. Shout out to uh, the movies that make us Val Cameron. She was like, oh, my God. One of those hitchmen is my acting teacher. I was like, awesome. You're enjoying it even more than me. Nice. (laughs) And so she's enjoying it even more. I just suggested it to her because I just figured she would love the cinematography and, you know, suspense. Mm -hmm. It's always fun to find But this does have a connection to your today's topic. Uh, David Cope uh, wrote this, and everyone was comparing it to his earlier movie, Panic Room. But you know him for also writing the Jurassic Park movies and... The Sam Raimi Spider-Man's. Oh, nice. Whoa. Okay, nice. I mean, I love love Soderbergh. I don't don't think, I think the last movie of his I saw was Logan Lucky, which I enjoyed. It was basically like like Redneck, uh, Ocean's Eleven, which is you, which I like. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. But I like his movies. I got to check it out. It keeps popping up on my HBO, so I need to. Even when he's not at his best, he just still goes about it a different, atypical Mm -hmm. kind of way. As opposed to just being like half these indie guys where you're like, okay, that was good acting, but that was, you know, that yeah. there was nothing to the story or that's a lot of beautiful scenery wasted on a nothing plot, you know? So it's right. cool to know that. And it was cool. He was cool with them dumping it just straight to Max because he's been a guy who just wants to embrace all kinds of technology, you know, yeah. filming on an iPhone. He wants and, people to see it. And he just is grateful for the opportunity. He even said, I've been... I." to get this project i had to do the same auditioning process i've had to do every project i you know pick the guy's head and say i understand your vision i'd be happy to bring it to life <laughs> that's amazing wow okay cool all nice. right i gotta check that out yeah same hmm. uh anything else uh, uh binge watch bosh oh Ooh. i need to catch up with that i've watched the first two seasons and loved I it just, i like uh, him Titus i just Willow. did an interview with Farrell portrayer troy evans nice nice that motherfucker has been in everything he's in ace ventura halloween five and he's like i've never seen it i heard it sucks (laughs) (laughs) he had a hysterical story about how he almost bitch slapped steven seagal on the set of under siege oh i wish (laughs) because you know what a sneak he was he would he would he would ad lib and then he'd sneak in his insults to you and pretend, oh, no, I'm just going in character. I'm like, motherfucker, you're calling me a pussy right in front of my face. And I know like damn well. 
you're no. <laughs> oh yeah, him. Jeez, he's been in Feral. everything. Yeah. Everything. And, and yeah. he, he does have some fun stories. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I'll be sure yeah. to let you know when it's. Yes, you, please. Uh, yes. I want to hear that. To come yeah. out so people can check it out. Or uh, definitely uh, check back late late July. I will. I promise to nice. get it up to you guys and link it. But it, perfect. I'm part of why I'm doing those interviews is to just still just everyday guys working in a privileged industry and who have some inspiration to share. Like when I, when I talked to Robert Catrini, you know, whose credits include Jack Reacher too, and guest spots on, you know, Homeland and Preacher, you know, he was, he just likes to have fun. And it's so funny. He was doing, he was just attending Tom Cruise, promoting Jack Reacher too. And from that point on, that led to his next gig, which was doing a bunch of skits for Jimmy Kimmel. So It's just so cool to see these guys do chameleon work and then they have an even funnier story to accompany it and they realize it's like, I don't know how to explain this to my family. (laughs) It's just a weird, weird thing. You just never know what connections you're going to make and like how it could be a horrible project, but you could work with someone that's talented or knows someone. And you have a good story and, well, I was good in it. Yeah, you're not a dickhead about it. People like working with it. No showing up late and demanding the world, yeah. you know, like a, give me a, a writer, like a trailer. CBS <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. We, yeah. We love character actors on this show. So, yeah. like, anytime somebody pops up, like, we love character actors. Yeah, we love a good that guy. Yeah. That guy. Yes. So, yeah. about. I mean. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, moving on to, uh, to you, Jape. I was just going to say, speaking of character actors, um, you know, RIP Gilbert Gottfried had a really oh, great yeah. podcast. Oh, uh, the man. Gil- Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, where he talks yes. to a lot of character actors and, and writers and stuff. And there's some really great interviews on, on his show where he talks to people like, um, gosh, what's the guy's name that was always in every Joe Dante movie? Dick. Um, oh, Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Thank you. Yes. Nice. Good pull. Love Dick that, Miller. Man. And he talks to like Dick Miller. He talks to Buck Henry. He talks to all these amazing character actors who you'd be like, you'd never know them by name, but you go, oh yeah, that guy. And then I you mean, look on their MDB and they have like a thousand yeah. credits. I hope know? they know Dick Miller by now since they get, did a documentary on the mofo back in like Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Um, <laughs> but, um, but what, what have I been watching? You know, I'm still plowing through Sopranos with my with my wife Haley. Nice. She's never seen it before. I'm on my third time through. We're about third halfway time. through season five. <laughs> this nice. is I love it. It's my all time yeah. favorite show. I rewatch um, it every like year or so. It's the whole yeah, thing. it's God, it's amazing. It's um, tough having to explain the visions to some people. I'm like, okay, well, if you've seen Saint Elsewhere, it's commonplace. They want they strive to be in a better lifestyle and they just they can't have what they'll never have. So they'll right. they just daydream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's and and Sopranos too is is so funny and people don't think it's gonna be as funny as it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's even just... a Facebook page called Sopranos Socialist Memes where they're basically talking about the economy and of politicians who fuck with their world. <laughs> <laughs> and someone had the audacity to just screenshot it all and make various memes like that's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Um, let's see. I watched, uh, I started, 
the first episode of the new new season of Better Call Saul, the yeah. final season. I'm only like a, a few minutes in, and then I realized I was like, oh shit, I don't have time before we record. So <laughs> like I'll watch that hours. after this. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I fucking love that show so much. Um, and then yeah, I'm reading that Godfather book, uh, the Make uh, Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli by Mark Seal. I don't know if you've checked that out yet, Cam. It's I haven't. Fantastic. Is that what is that what they're basing the upcoming Paramount miniseries off of? The making I believe of it? so. I believe they're taking a lot of it. Because uh, that's that came out really recently, and a good interview on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, they brought the author Mark, Mark Seal on there, and it's really really good. I'm about half. I I hope they adapt some of the best known facts, like the Clemenza bodyguard being played by an actual Gestapo mafia like uh, uh, and wrestler uh, guy, and how what Coppola wrestling? filmed his outtakes when he's prepping to. Oh, Luca Brazzi, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I hope I hope they at least show the making of filming of that. At least that's all I ask for. I mean, obviously yeah. we're gonna have to show you know what the Paramount guys were thinking and find a perfect actor to play Coppola. But I, I, I'm I'm with you. I like the whole you know mm. movie than a movie thing. And even if it's not good, yeah. then you know something's great if you can talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, Dan Fogler is playing uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, I love that man. And yeah. Oh, I think that's like a really great casting. I'm excited for that. But yeah, I'm excited for that show. Um, other than that, that's kind of I'm listening to T- Turner Classic Movies has a podcast series called yeah. uh, uh, the as uh, the plot thickens. I, I just <laughs> finished the first season of that, which is all about Peter Bogdanovich, and then the second season is I think about Lucille Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. So I'm excited for mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. What about you, Mr. Hans? Uh, I also yeah. <laughs> I also watched Better Call Saul and apparently wrote about it on our our Swedish friends website, SwedishNerd.com. <laughs> wrote a whole thing Swedish recapping nerd. on it, which I'm gonna do every week. I gotta stop agreeing to things when I've been drinking. <laughs> um, also watched the most recent episode of Moon Knight, episode four. I won't spoil it, but Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and spoil it for me. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. It just came out today. Yeah, don't, I, I got to get yeah, a don't, little breathing don't. room for everybody. <laughs> uh, it's the mummy on steroids. Yeah, there's, there's some mummy stuff in this one. It's pretty great. Uh, then we get the 22nd of this week, so this will come out on Monday, so it'll be a few days before this. Uh, the new Nick Cage movie, The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, and the Northman, the Northman yep. comes out. I'm, go- I'm going to see that tomorrow. Oh, you! I had lucky. to decide between the two. I went Northman. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Great, uh, great interview with that director Robert Eggers on Mark Maron's podcast too. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, still need to see everything everywhere all at once i actually had a ticket to it tonight because i completely forgot we were doing this a show yo baby <laughs> double booked myself but yeah i, I get so sick those. of having to exp- i get so sick of having to explain who michelle yo is i'm like if you guys you've seen her if you've seen a gently or jackie chan hong kong movie you've seen michelle yo you've seen crouching tiger crouching tiger hidden dragon yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, well tomorrow never dies james bond movie and now she's a star she's trek really captain getting her own spinoff but mm-hmm. uh, I still have to explain people who, uh, who just knew about her just because they're crazy rich Asians. And I'm like, that movie wasn't worth its weight in gold. I, uh, I, had, I never saw it. 
I saw I never pals who were either. auditioning for it, and then they were the same ones calling out, oh, this guy's half Korean, half Chinese. I'm like, you auditioned for it too, so pot kettle black. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I mean, yeah, she's, she's been great. around forever, and she's I know that great. she's having a, a great resurgence of her career. So uh, That gal, that. she is a god. She, a goddess. Yeah. She, uh, she does not age. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I still kick people in the face, and that's great. Yeah, yeah, like a fine, fine wine. <laughs> also, the Batman hit HBO Max this week. Ooh, I'm due for a rewatch yeah. for sure. I bought multiple tickets or got multiple tickets to see it a second time and just never went. So <laughs> 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 I do that a lot. <laughs> so excited Ooh. to watch that too. Um, I also finally started reading uh, Chip Zdarsky's Spider Shadow, where. The whole plot, it's a Spider-Man comic, kind of like a what if, where uh, it's like, what if uh, uh, Peter Parker never gave up the symbiote, the Venom symbiote, and just like how he becomes Uh. corrupted and all fucked up and like evil kind of. Whoa. Stuff that would be too awesome for a movie to do. Yeah, I mean, how fantastic would that be to see? Well, if Marvel could actually do an animated film like DC does, that would be a great animated film yeah dc kicks their ass in animation they're animated that's the problem is it's it's so hard to have to tell people is like what works in a certain format and uh you know you'll talk about it with a comic book fan and they'll just talk your ways up they don't know anything about about filmmaking same thing with filmmakers but they haven't read comics so it's Mm -hmm. uh, it's just so frustrating to have to keep having the chat because no one refuses to make time for the other make I mean, certain things just work in a comic that mm-hmm. will never work on screen. It's just, it just would be too awesome. Yeah. I'd rather a comic book crossover than do a yeah. movie that's a clusterfuck and feels like a terrible Sunday afternoon special. I so think, I think that's why the MCU's done so well is they'll take big storylines, like popular storylines from the comics, but then they, they change stuff to make it work for, for their medium. Uh, they got Disney money, yeah. too. Yeah. And Disney yeah. the world. The money helps. Of course. <laughs> 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 all right i'll uh, show you my lightsaber that's about all i got Maybe. unless anyone has anything else no nah let's do it Re- uh, I'll, uh, uh my my toads are croaking the same room and they say ribbit ribbit oh okay good that means oh. it's time i'm just making i'm just making shit up it's time for our <laughs> feature presentation <laughs> And now, our feature presentation. Hard Rock Zombies from 1985. No critic <laughs> score on Rotten Tomatoes of 55% from the audience. Wait, we're not doing this? We watched 20 minutes and want to punch ourselves in the face and just had to stop? Fine, what are we doing? Okay. I'll, I'll Pivot! Spider-Man! First appearance <laughs> June 5th, 1962 in Amazing Fantasy number 15. A varied reception from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. A full-on nerd bonus from me from the audience. From comics to movies to animated series, he's been in the zeitgeist for almost 60 years. Let's talk some Spider-Man. Spider-Man! <laughs> so... <laughs> Hard Rock, uh, Hard Rock Spider-Man Zombie. There you go. Hard Rock, Hard Rock Zombie Spider-Man. The crossover yep. we never knew we wanted and still don't. It's all my, good. 
my first introduction to Spider-Man was probably the 90s cartoon, yeah. uh, which is amazing. Spider-Active Spider-Man. Wasn't that so... done by like, one of the guys from Aerosmith or something? It might I would be. doubt it. It might I would be. There was a lot of motion comics that were on various sites that were kind of both promoting the comics and the 2002 movie at that time. So, yeah, I'd, mm-hmm. even if you didn't know it, you know, it's like it's the same thing with X-Men. If you didn't read the comics, you watch the reruns of the 92 animation movie. So it, I think at that point, everyone yeah. was just happy for any kind of comic book adaptation. Yeah, and I loved Spider-Man was always my personal favorite. And in the early 90s, uh, superhero cards were very popular. Yes, and I have a ton. ton. I have like three Trapper Keepers full at home still in my parents' closet. (laughs) And Spider-Man had its own like brand of cards. And those were my favorite. I still have a ton of those. And Spidey oh, yeah. Hot Wheels, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think I had a <laughs> Spider-Man motorcycle too, like a action figure motorcycle, like Spidey oh. Transformers. Mm-hmm. Just slapped it on that. Run, 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 run. Mm-hmm. I think my Shoots first introduction to Metro. Spider-Man was they used to have like a comic strip, like in the paper. And they had a yeah. Spider-Man one. I think that was the oh, first yeah. thing I saw. But then the, Back the, when everyone would read comics in the newspaper. Yeah, if it wasn't reruns of Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and then what really got me into it was the animated series from the 90s. Of course. It's just so good. <laughs> How about you? What was your first introduction? Yeah, I definitely saw parts of the cartoon and uh, motion comics online. And, I mean, Spider-Man would even make cameos in video games. He was just that franchisable character. So I just... I, I was very aware, and then, you know, I saw, like, the movies, like, four years after they came out. So, you know, it's... Mm-hmm. Really got your finger time. on the pulse of pop culture. Well, and, yeah, I mean, that exactly it. You know, my father would sing the theme of the 70s show. So, yeah, you had a good idea of, you know, its place in pop culture. My uncle was bigger into comics and cartoons and movies. So, yeah, it's it's all based on who you ask, who you know, and... Same thing with, like, Batman. It's like, do you know Adam West, or do you just know his cartoon appearances on Scooby-Doo? What, what do you know Batman from, you know? And, his yeah. animated series and Burtonverse, all that. Oh, man. How about your puppy dog? When oh, was yeah. his Sweet D has Spider. made an appearance. Just oh. chilling, hanging out, being awesome. <laughs> Watching too much full moon entertainment. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for Werewolf by Night. Oh. So... Yeah. I figure we can we can get into a number of the different mediums. Uh, I love the movies, um, but the comics are really uh, probably what I'm most into these days. Like I, mm-hmm. I spoke about that that run, the Chip Zdarsky's run with the Venom symbiote and everything, which is great. I also love uh, what was it Superior Spider-Man, where that's the thing with comics they they'll do these big events where the reason for it happening is dumb as hell, but then it's really fun. <laughs> as, and then the reason it goes back to normal, because it always goes back to normal, is dumb as hell, but in between is so great. Like, he's, right. he switches brains with Dr. Octopus, Octopus uh, when he's Stuff on his deathbed. 
So and that's where it almost got like Ninja Turtles ish. You know? It's ridiculous and mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. But then the story that follows of of Doctor <laughs> Octopus being Spider Man and he's like kind he's trying to be good, but he's also he'll like he'll kill a motherfucker. Like and he's using like his intelligence to like have like drones monitor the city to be more efficient. He like goes and gets his PhD and like it's just I I, I love it. It's so good. I need to <laughs> I need to read that. Yeah, it, it's great. Do you, do either of you have a favorite comic book run from the Peter Parker? Uh, I I do recall seeing like parts of the uh, the newer comic. I think it was in 2012. He had to save President Obama or something from like a terrorist attack. And then there was like, uh, it, it's tough having to explain to people. It's like you do realize he's in the same universe as Blade and uh, yeah, getting the Punisher and how the movie was such a surprise hit that they worked in Whistler and Blade's mentor into like the cartoon movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that. I hope they bring back Wesley liquor. Snipes as uh, the new Whistler. In the new uh, I, 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 I think I'm that's betting, so easy and perfect. That's such a slam dunk. Just do it. I am betting, I'm betting you money. So hear me out. Mahershali is the son of Blade. That's the twist. And if I, if that's what the deal is, then... Whoever making, bets on me. Making Wesley it's Snipes played canon. Yep. Oh, my I'm God. Good I'm good with that. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I love that we've watched all those movies. We've done you two know of them something's here, wrong when the deleted... Uh, well, when people are hamming on Morbius, and I'm like, you know something's wrong when the deleted scene of Morbius in the first Blade is better than the actual Morbius movie. Yeah, that's his first on-screen appearance. Oh. Just on a rooftop in a trench coat. Oh, Played by a real life rock star and rapist, perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. Sounds like a party. Man, that movie. And, I, so and other people were like, "Are you for real, dude?" I'm like, "Yeah." How would you not know this? This is as well known as Tom Cruise being a Scientology nut job. Yeah. Yeah. We also we're very online, so like when you talk to people, we are so not, and you're just like, "How do you not know this?" It's like, why the why would I know that? I have three kids, and, and a they're job. like, "I don't keep up yeah. with people's sex lives." I'm like. This has nothing to do with this. This is literally in every article you look up. Mm. And Read a book, man. You, you not having a VPN and Google censoring results is not my problem. <laughs> yeah. You don't live in a communist dictatorship. Communist. <laughs> Damn guys. Yeah. So, all right. The, what really, I mean, the reason we have all these superhero movies as we know them today is because of the Sam Raimi <laughs> trilogy. Yep. Like that really, mm. like before that, they made superhero stuff, but it was always so so bad, and like they refused yeah. to to like they just use the name and then just kind of make things up. Like there's a it would be like the crow, but too morbid or just yeah. something yeah. god awful like Spawn, where you're telling all the teens oh. who grew up with it, uh, and I've had to do it before. You're like, oh, I love Spawn. I'm like, have you seen it lately? Yeah, I it's mean, not good. I, th- I thought it sucked back then, and I thought it sucked now. The Same. cartoon was way better. It just... Oh, the cartoon it, was so good. So great. It, uh, there's so many other movies or shows that literally get its vision of hell better. Like, watch Wishmaster any day and tell me that's not better. Well, yeah. what's crazy, too, is you hear about all these directors who had ideas for superhero movies, like in the in the late mid to late 90s, like yeah. James Cameron's Spider-Man movie, yeah. Darren Aronofsky's Batman Year One movie, and they're like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that sounds awesome. James Cameron had Charlie Sheen <laughs> set to play Spidey in his 90s one, and Arnold Schwarzenegger would have played Doc Ock. I'm like, I would have seen it. Yeah. I, 
Of course. Of yeah. course. Charlie would have discussed it on this show. Because then Charlie could say, Charlie Sheen could then say, I have t- both tiger blood and spidey blood. <laughs> so, I mean, the way that they used to do it, like, there was even a Captain America movie in, like, the 50s Ooh, or 60s. Oh, God. Uh, it's so hysterical. And, and, you like, gotta they see just it. give him a different name and, like, like he's not Steve Rogers, he's just some other guy and He's just some other asshole. He just and like has a gun and like <laughs> he's got a rubber suit this and the making of that movie is amazing. Oh. Like just how basically they were running out of film and they would sometimes have to just to keep the crew confidence level up, just say, And rolling. There's no there's no film in the <laughs> camera. Have you seen the more recent one before the Chris Evans version? Where the that's what I mean. The yeah, the nineties. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. I, I love that because his only real power seems to be pretending to be sick and stealing someone's car because he does it twice. It's <laughs> yeah, it, it's free Stooges logic, he and that's the only out, way you can take. He to vomit. They come to check on him, and then he turns around and runs and steals their car, and he does it twice. It's absurd. Oh God. Just, and it gets annoying how, like, post-90s, everyone was trying to imitate Burden's Batman or The Crow, and it's like, but you don't know what makes those cool. So, yeah, I, I'm ca- I have pals who defend the shadow, and I'm like, hey, guys, I, I, say what you will about Alec Baldwin. I just, I don't care for this version of the shadow. I think this would work better as a show. <laughs> and mm. I, I know others who pray to that movie i'm like i just think the director highlander just doesn't have isn't good at storytelling nothing personal oh man <laughs> a lot of time- i loved that movie when it came out and i dressed as the shadow for halloween nice. and i would go i would go to like trick-or-treating and everyone would be like what are you and me and my nine-year-old self i'd be like i'm the shadow and they'd go who Shadow of what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was the same yeah. way. I dressed up as the Jin, the evil genie from Wishmaster. Oh, I, ke- <laughs> I kept dropping him hints. I'm kind of like Pinhead from Hellraiser, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm not. Make your wishes, and everyone's like, "Who the fuck is this freak?" There was a guy <laughs> even trying to sell me college insurance, and I was like, "Is that what you wish?" And he's not getting it either. I'm like, "Fuck." Great character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this convention, yeah, I'm like, Ugh, what a waste! You guys fucking suck. <laughs> uh, you know all these other guys, and I think that is the other problem. Is like, well, I did a Sam Raimi special, so I'm glad you guys are bringing this up. And he was like one of the few people who like they'd seen comic book movies and horror comedies movies. But why? Why do you think there's a divide between the various groups? Like, just people who just don't want to come out of their comfort zone. They only want to watch mm-hmm. comic book movies or they only want to do a weird experimental gory horror movie. Why, why is that? Mm-hmm. Why can't we like it all? Yeah. I mean, I like, I mean, I'm all over the board with the things that I'm into. Uh, really the only And if you thing. don't like it, just say your piece saying, right. hey, man, not, not my, not my deal. I don't like, love sh- it. like, I'm not a big horror movie fan, but I, I'm not going to, like, shit on it just because it doesn't work for me, but that's something people really like, so I'm not going to say bad things about it just because... I mean, unless it says on... Me. Well, yeah, uh, unless, unless it's, it's a on tragic watchable. piece of shit. <laughs> Midsummer, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, and, like, I, I can we, appreciate we've talked to... horror movies when they're done well. Like, one of my mm. favorite movies is You Are Next, and that's, like, a slasher film. So much fun. Normally I hate, but I just uh, love everything about so much it. Fun. The, the, 
the different it's, the little things it references they do. everything home invasion it's an r-rated version of home alone and it's even yeah. making fun of the fi- the deadliest the game girl. you know fight to the death the you final know, girl yeah. up is like turned on its head it's like oh no she's actually like this survivalist like growing up and knows <laughs> all this shit so she's just about to fuck everybody up and it's awesome yeah and i mean really we've talked about how <clears throat> we've talked about how there's a really fine line between like horror movies and action movies like for example this movie that we did most recently rambo from 2008 you put a hockey mask on rambo that's a horror movie yeah. he 400 people are killed in that movie <laughs> Yep. And not just like Walker, Texas Ranger style where they get shot and fall down. <laughs> it's like limbs and faces exploding. Like there's children murdered and it lingers on them. There's a whole like montage of child murder. Like it's just boom, awful. Boom, boom. And it's fucking ridiculous. Well, uh, yeah, it's John Rambo doing it. Like, oh yeah, okay, cool. But yeah, yeah put, make it, put a mask on him, and yeah, he's that it's a fucking horror movie. Absolutely, it's, you know what it wanted to be, even though yeah, it is kind of an action horror movie. Is like you look at the fifth one, and you're like, so basically every Mexican person on the planet is a drug dealing rapist. Yeah, they're all part of the cartel, of course. And mm, somehow obviously. you have you, you have enough magic skills to blow up your own house and kill them all. Yeah, I. No, that <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah, that wasn't the best. That ever. one was. The I have so many pals who love it, really and those shit on. Yeah, the 2008 one works for what it is. It's, uh, it's different. It's more in the vein of the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and it ended it on a good thing, and then it's like I see so many people shitting on just stuff like Taken or Die Hard, whether it's the original or the sequels that are silly, and I'm like, but those are know what they want to be versus Rambo Five, where. What did this want to be? Death Wish? You know? yeah, he just wanted to be Rambo again, basically. What it comes but that, I, that is a good point. You guys always do make good points. It is like responsibility of a filmmaker versus telling the audience, hey, it is just a movie. It is a, it's a tough line to walk, you well, know? Well, we always it's, like when, like, we may not like the movie or what it's saying, but when the director or the, the creative people involved, they clearly have one vision and they're telling a story and they've told it, like it sucks, though, when you have to tell the filmmaker what the genre is. Like, mm-hmm. Stallone doesn't consider the Rocky movies action. I'm like, well, it's about a fight, so if it's not action, then it's a sports yeah, drama. I mean, but, I would, but our definition of action has become pretty loose. <laughs> and yeah. you see uh, uh, other people not wanting to label certain movies horror. I'm like, well, if it involved a serial killer, it's kind of fair game, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, and then there's another fine line between thriller and horror. Like my wife, she won't watch a, a, a horror movie, but like she likes Zodiac, and that's pretty damn close a to a horror movie because there's movie. A, yeah, seven. Yeah. And yeah, it, I I I I know what you feel. Uh, same mm-hmm. kind of deal. Uh, my 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 father will watch certain kinds of movies, and uh, and but yeah, my my mother would always be the like ah, I don't like action. I'm like you watch Cagney and Lacey. Tell me that's not action. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> into horror. Well, yeah. X Files is pretty spooky, and you like that. So again, don't don't tell me you don't like this or that. And it's yeah. it's tough to tell people what they do or don't like because you don't know if they don't know what the definition of the genre is or how loose it can be. Mm-hmm. After a while, you just gotta say, "All right, fuck you very much." I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we always I'm say like, we're done. It's okay to um, like it, you can like whatever you like. I might hate this yeah, thing, of course. But, but almost like, every yeah. movie is Absolutely. someone's favorite movie of all time. Like, oh, yeah. Regardless oh, of how no bad question. it is, there's someone on the planet 
who is obsessed with hard rock zombies and loves it. <laughs> I listen to the soundtrack, but I, I get it. I know the movie is a piece of shit. I'm just laughing at it because it's one of those just so bad it's not good, but just I love just guffawing at it because I'm wondering what the fuck they were thinking. It's a canon films movies, but this really oh, made me yeah. mad. <laughs> but no, I understand. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of other movie Dogma 95 style movies that have done that exact sure. same reaction. Oh, to me. I'm sure. like, why are you having grading violin and nails on a chalkboard for literally 10 minutes and then, oh, I'm simulated sex. Oh, uh, people getting stabbed with glass. Oh, uh, other disturbing crap that, and this is so art. Yeah. If that's I was how I feel about. If I was in a different mood, I may have enjoyed it. But I was nursing a bit of a hangover, <laughs> and I was just kind of pissy. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is this? Why am I doing this? Right. At least I didn't pay any money for it. So yeah, that's good. Exactly. <laughs> Very true. That's kind of how I feel about, like, funny games, you know. That movie just <laughs> infuriates version? me. <laughs> the, I only saw the American one, which apparently is, isn't it, like, a shot-for-shot shot remake of his, like, the original? Yeah, they, like, pulled, like, a psycho, and it's just like, so why did you re bother even remaking in the movie? Yeah, it's yeah, always weird. Same goddamn thing, and uh, it's so funny that you mentioned that, because, yeah, with Psycho, it's the same thing. Uh, everyone, so I don't even, the remake does not exist to me. I love mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen, Julian Moore. It does not bit, bit, one year out the other. Mm-hmm. And once a year, someone will always just mention it on occasion. And I'm like, God damn it. Now you just reminded me that that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, and Gus Van Sant directed it. Like, no less. I know. It's a lot of talented odd. people involved in that. I love Very Gus. Very talented. Uh, now, my, my dude, Soderbergh, he did an interesting experiment where he took Nine Inch Nails free to use music and he made a music video combining scenes from both movies so it is weird it, is, it does seem to be an underground movie and it kind of works but I was just like yeah I mean you don't have to take a scene from that remake <laughs> yeah just yeah. watch the original full through yeah please <laughs> yeah the no, take a scene from Bates Motel that doesn't have annoying verb for me <laughs> yelling her head off mm. alright I have the... I... yeah 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 oh Go ahead. Sure I was just, sure. No, no, I was just sure going to move, move on. What do you got? I was actually going to bring up a point, uh, a question for you guys. <gasps> so clearly oh, we're going to have question. a lot more. Clearly we're going to have a lot more Spider-Man movies. A lot of other villains have been announced, blah, blah, blah. But what are some Spider-Man villains in his canon that have not been explored that you would like to see? Hmm. Um, I would love... Matt Gargan to eventually get the Venom symbiote like he does in the comics. I feel like we're probably never going to get that because we got Tom Hardy and all that you shit. Could, you could probably do Mysterio and a bunch of the other, like, Lizard, I think was the name of his. That yeah, they hinted we got at the end both of, of those. We got right. Gyllenhaal as Mysterio and uh, Kirk Connors in the first. Just maybe build on him a bit, I guess. I Or just any of the... There's this one gal, uh... uh Last name is Cat. I was in the video games a lot. Oh, uh, Black Cat? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, oh, Felicia Hardy. Is Felicia Hardy. Yeah, I would yeah. love a Black Cat. I think that's a that, very That would be hard character. to do because you got to show how she's different from, say, you know, Catwoman. Yeah, I mean, she's Marvel's Catwoman, let's be honest. Right. And, yeah. and I'm fine in the that, video, by the way. <laughs> yeah, in the video game, she was even voiced by number six from Battlestar. So that was, was oh. like, yeah, this is oh, a cool character. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Don't get me on Battlestar. We'll be here for two Didn't hours. Didn't in the comics, I mean, not in the comics, in the TV show, she's given the super soldier serum? Oh, oh that, that, would, that would be cool. So then she'd be a villainess in two movies. Yeah, you know? <laughs> she kind of walks the line. Like, she does hero stuff, but she'll also, like, steal your life's worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I just want the Russo brothers to come back. I know they're kind of dumb for a while, but I just think they I, they understand me in terms of humor with community and risk development, so I just mm-hmm. love them. They do such a good job when there's just so many moving parts to give everyone their due and mesh it all together. Because they just so reference movies that we love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, you look at a lot of sequels, and it's just like, let's just add a bunch of characters and do more. Like the third Raimi movie, it's there's too much going on. And it didn't work. And, and then the studio the case, yeah. didn't understand it. On. But yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. look at Infinity War Endgame. There's too much going on, but it works. Yeah, it's yeah. just well orchestrated. Yeah, it's, it's and they've said that they'd come back for Secret Wars, which is my favorite. The 2015 Jonathan Hickman version of it is my favorite run of all time in any comic. <laughs> so, and I think that's what their they're, that's going to be like their Thanos Infinity War Endgame uh, ten year plan. <laughs> I believe that's what they're working towards because they're getting all into the multiverse, and that's a huge uh, lead part of the lead up to why it happens. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh man, they they they're gonna have to do a lot of stuff <laughs> to not make it freeze. Yeah, I, I mean, I would trust I... them to do it. Like, mm-hmm. like they have they have my absolute trust until they show they don't deserve it. <laughs> uh, all I can say is just stop with the spinoffs. Just focus on the main main Avengers plot and let's have fun. I mean, I like the smaller stories. But I also just will watch anything comic book related. Like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, growing up when we grew up, we just were the only stuff we had was just absolute shit. Like it was small. Yeah. It wasn't uh, anything like the comics, and so now I'm just like I'll consume anything because I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because so I even had to say that with people who were like hating on stuff like Lord of the Rings, and it's like okay, you don't like Lord of the Rings, but. You can't say fantasy is not in a better place than it used to be. Where oh my god, yeah, Conan the Barbarian knockoff every two oh, years. We watched like, the original Conan. I hate that. I felt similarly <laughs> to that. I was like, I hate this, and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I actually, like the Momoa remake much better. Yeah, that was fun. That's a that's an act. Got to represent for our Iowa guy. That's right. Shout out to C Momoa's new show. The uh, the original. How is that? Uh, uh, you just mentioned Battlestar, and uh, I think you're going to love that. Mm. If you like that, or The Expanse, or any other grim, I like the you know, Expanse. apocalyptic side. Yep. I'm like mm. a season or so behind, but i got to get back into that. Mm. All good. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny how all half the stuff that we're talking about is, again, sequels to movies that had a cult fandom 20 years ago. like, And then we got the, again, yeah, just shows that were not appreciated by their networks and then bought by other companies like Prime or Netflix. So it's like, uh, and everyone wants to consume it all at once just so they can do a review. It's like, I'm fine with taking the time to just wait a while, soak it in. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much content. It's almost overwhelming. Like it's like we talked about space above and beyond and how every so often I'll get like fired up to go try and figure out how I can, find like the dvds or a way to watch it all but it doesn't happen very often because i'm just bombarded with so many good things i'm already behind on that uh, i have to be in the right mood and everyone wants a recent review you're like "Ah, oh that's just like for me like i i mean i would write about it because i love it but i 
they'd get like three views and they'd be by accident. Like no one would actually mean <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I'm so glad you, you knew what that was though. No, it's fine. And we should rewatch the whole thing if I can ever figure that out and I do like a four hour show. <laughs> I'll give you two years. I would love what it. is it? What is it? Okay, uh, so Space there's... Above and Beyond. It was yeah. by these X Files creators. And it's already fun because uh, the X Files spinoff Millennium is already also not on streaming. You got to just search for the woodwork just to find those expensive DVDs. No, you can't find certain things. It's just baffling to me. Uh, yeah. And then I found out there's all these fan communities for other shows that I thought were kind of more isolated, like Deadwood and 24. And you're like, oh, Deadwood. Space yeah. Above and, and Beyond was back when you didn't have DVR, you didn't have anything like that. So like if that you and missed Babylon it, Five you just were on, it. yeah. And then they it wasn't getting renewed, so and they'd filmed like twenty episodes, so they just started dropping them randomly on days. So if you weren't paying attention, you just missed stuff. It was mm, I totally. uh, it was so good. It's like this this uh, alien like invasion of like Earth. It's in the way future. It's like colonizing other planets, and they get attacked by this alien species. Um, and then it's just the battle between them. The theme song of that show is da, 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 da. so good. It's all like, guy who, and, like yeah, epic. WG, and, WG bah, Snuffy bah, Walden. Bah, 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 bah. I don't oh, know if so. I ever saw that. I'm no not familiar. No one did. It's it, why it I reared on sci-fi, but yeah, um, was. it was the Firefly of its day and age. And it uh, mm, basically, uh, totally, because kept alive for GeoCities and people selling bootleg tapes of it, but um, uh, on Josh's point, yeah, it, uh, Snuffy Walden did a hell of a score with it because he was the same guy who later scored the West Wing, and I saw a cool interview oh. where he had to actually train himself in classical music composing because he was so used to doing it digitally back oh. when you could do it for a computer. Wow. Just for the theme to West Wing. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, they, wow. They put a so lot of money into that show. Like, I think that was a huge loss for them because no one watched it. And, like, the space battles were good. Like the CGI and, and they're still and not learning. It looked good, and that never happens on a TV budget. And then you had like these epic uh, songs and music to go along with it. Like they they were trying to make that a huge thing and show a space academy of some sort. But yeah, uh, anytime a show gets canceled, uh, you do wonder where all the money went and how they just don't give it a chance. And yeah. I saw some people it's getting like, pissed that going, everything's man. on streaming, <sighs> and it's like. Well, that's just what how it's going to be. All the sci-fi or horror shows are going to have to be on streaming, or if it's not mm-hmm. a premium channel where they can yeah. wait for the ratings to sink in. And until they figure out, you know, no one's getting residuals, so it's already a hard, you know, bargain of a thing to do. Yeah. And it's tough for actors because they're having to learn the convention scene, and some of them aren't into crowds. I'm like, trust me, put five random titles on your goddamn panel. People are going to ask for your autograph and you're going to make bucks. Of course. It's of the same course. thing. It's the same thing as a rock star is telling them to tour the country. It's like, don't wait for airplay. It's not going to happen, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if the album crashes, then it's going to stop getting played after two weeks. So you do have to tour. You do have to build your fan base. Those interview that. functions that actors have to do where it's like 10 hours and they get five minutes with every every interview yeah. and it's the same oh, generic questions. I lose my mind. Well, there's oh, that yeah. and the producers do need to work harder. It's like get because there's plenty of brilliant writers who aren't very good at asking questions. So it's just like. Yeah, they're kind of generic. Like, uh, I lost track of David A. Goodman, you know, writer for Futurama the, and the Orville and Star Trek. A nice guy, but 
I, I, I lost track of how many uh's and yeah, I, you know, losing his train of thought during the yeah. interviews. You know who's a great interviewer is Sean Evans from Hot Ones. I think he's oh, yeah. a great yes. interviewer. He asks really great, <laughs> thoughtful, interesting, unique questions where all the time people are going, whoa, that's the best question, or Nardwar. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of times those are kind of set up to fail because they only have like five minutes, so you can't really get into anything interesting, and you got to hit the beats that everyone wants to know so you can get the clicks and the views. But I mean, mm. it's it's not interesting. It's not fun. Like like some of my favorite are like podcasters or YouTubers who just like fuck around with them, and then they they're happy about yeah. it. Yeah, because they're they like I've to been doing the same thing over and over. I can actually like do something different and fun for five minutes. Yeah, get out of your typical yeah uh, safety zone. Yeah, and stop and don't and your little and stump speech. Like you can be edgy without being a jackass. You know, don't try to out Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan or Howard Stern, you know, just be your own loopy witty self. And it seems like, I don't know, like uh, I love how Conan O'Brien just crashes every one of his interviews. Cause he just flat out will just be like uh, catching their general drift and then kind of do a mild mocking of their body language. He's like, well, I'll just ask you a question. Not, not trying to make you uncomfortable. Well, yeah, that's how I've approached every interview we've done is the first thing I ask. Are you I'm kidding, kind Josh? Of fucking with them. You murder them, Josh. You I, murder well, them. Well, I, I kind of fuck with fucking them, but like good naturedly. Like, <laughs> At so, least read so them they know the what rights. they're into. Yeah. yeah. It loosens people up and like you get them to laugh and then it's like, oh, okay, this isn't so serious. This is going to be all right. Right. Uh, how, how many bodies do you need me to bury? Oh, man, I bury my own. Oh. <laughs> That's why I got the dog. She's great at digging holes. She helps me out. <laughs> Hide the smell. Keep, keep the hands. Yeah, of course. You never know when you need an extra hand. Exactly. I'm not breaking a nail. And now that I've disturbed <laughs> you, no, I do not. I have not watched this or that yet. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> so the Raimi movies. <laughs> The Raimi movies. Um, man, like, I mean, I think we'd had, had we had X-Men before this? Yes, 2000. Yeah. And yeah, X-Men was late, 2000. Which late I personally hated when it came mm-hmm. out. I thought it sucked. <gasps> oh, I loved it. It bothered Especially me. that opening scene. Well, I know. That's I, the wrong, wrong theme. It was, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was still kind of doing the whole, like, we're a comic book movie, but we're almost embarrassed by it, so we're not going to lean into a lot of the stuff. Like, the director mm-hmm. of that movie famously wouldn't allow comic books on set for people to read, and Kevin Feige hey. was, like, a low-level producer, and he'd sneak them into, like, Hugh Jackman's trailer to be like, this is what your character is, is and, like, you can, so you can use this and that. Like he, because he understood it from the beginning. Like if you're gonna yep. use these characters, like just do take some of the stuff that works in the comic books. You'll make the nerds yep. happy, who are the people who know these pro or these franchises anyways, and then redo their suits movie. to where they look like the Matrix and yeah, yep. And Spidey Two yeah, came out the same year as leather. Like fuck off! I want to see some <laughs> damn Sentinels. Yeah. It's weird, though, is, like, at this point, they technically, Marvel owned Men in Black, but they didn't put their sticker on that or the Blade movies, so. Oh. I mean, Blade was really the first one to do it right, but it mm, didn't. Yeah. I mean, those first two are really fun movies. Still are, yeah, classics. And they took a lot of liberties with the characters too, character, too. Like, they changed some stuff, which then Yeah, he was a Shaft guy with, you know, 
stakes well, in yeah, the comics. The, the comic book version before that, he was this like British dude, and he wasn't half vampire. He was just a British dude who killed vampires. He was just a regular dude. Yep. Mm. But now they've incorporated some of the Wesley Snipes stuff, like being half whatever Daywalker, whatever they did. They made him Day a Highlander Walker. kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. which is a great there could be only addition. one. Like that's that's more interesting to me. It's not, it doesn't take away from before, but recreated Wesley's career before tax evasion and that's a whole bullshit in of itself but yeah it's like yeah and spider two, oh totally and spidey 2 comes along and he's like hey you know sam did sam raimi he's got the cinematographer of the matrix douglas trumbull and he's, uh, just, he's one of those guys that oh, his movies i did not know that like they're yeah. they're definitively sam raimi movies like every movie you know if you didn't know mm-hmm. it when you're watching you're like oh this is raimi a simple plan and and i mean that in a positive that, way yeah, well, no, totally, and it sucks that he's had to kind of gauge his fan base numerous times, and it's like, no, the studio should not be questioning him at this point what to do with right. Evil Dead. No, that's part of I why mean, the third yeah. Spider-Man didn't work because they they forced characters on him that he didn't care about and didn't want to deal with. So, and a simple plan is still a great crime thriller. The gift with Kate Blanchett, I had. Uh, you know, I need to re-see that one. I love so, that oh, movie. that one's fun. Hadman, it's Leonardo so DiCaprio, cool. Sharon Stone. Uh, oh, yeah. Lance Henriksen, yeah. Keith David. Uh, yep. uh, what's so the, many. Uh, Leo, guy, what's his name? Leo DiCaprio. Who? Leonardo DiCaprio. No, the, uh, the <laughs> kind of main preacher guy. Oh, yeah, that guy. famous. It's just escaping me. I think wasn't it someone from Phantasm or some crazy cult movie? I Main say preacher Butler, guy, but it's not. It's it's Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. I always get those two confused. Oh yeah, thank you. That's his. That was his first American movie. Yeah, everyone's He's so not... good, and it's just Ugh. weird nonsense and fun. I mm-hmm. love that movie. Mm-hmm. That was it's one funny. of our, like early episodes. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny how Westerns, you describe Westerns to some people and they don't really know what to expect. They don't know if it's something like Justified or if it's John Wayne punching Indians in the face. You yeah. don't know what it is. And that man mm-hmm. hated Native Americans. Right. And it's weird how I have like to explain to people. Like, he did. He's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. He's a piece of shit. But um, Reaper Ray is a good movie. Piece of shit guy. But um, yeah. I mean, make good we're, movies we're, and be a horrible person. when we're dealing with X-Men, I mean, come on. Brian Singer and Josh Whedon, they suck in real life, but they got great ideas. So it's yeah. just like, it, it is, it does suck how we have to remind people is like, there's more than just Roman Polanski's of the world who do weird fucked up shit the behind the scenes. And, everywhere, unfortunately. Yeah. And they're human. And uh, honestly, yes, the less you know about them, the better, really. <laughs> like, just stop approaching them, stop offering them dates, let them overdose by age 40 and <laughs> you'll be fine. That'd be nice if Singer just offed himself. I'm glad they, they went the yep. route of bringing in uh, Matthew Vaughn for, like, first class. Mm-hmm. I love well, Matthew he's Vaughn. great. Uh, the Kingsman, yep. the first one, is one of my favorite movies of all time. Kick-Ass and that's based great. off a Marvel comic as well, did you know? The Kingsman? That, yeah, it is based off mm-hmm. a comic. They a mar- completely changed mar- like, everything. I don't think it's Marvel, yeah. but... It's one of their... Mark Millar. Mark Millar, right? It might yeah. be in the Millar yeah, I think universe. so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Kick-Ass was great, the first one. But he didn't have anything to do with the second one. Uh, <laughs> well, fortunately, I just love his use of like upbeat music during horrific scenes. Oh yeah, it's just so I'm, great. He's I've so been a fan since, since Layer Cake. It's yeah. like his version oh, Layer of Cake Paul is so Verhoeven good with satire. 
Like it mm-hmm. looks so Verhoeven's easy. Verhoeven's a good contrast. Because uh, Verhoeven, like the first RoboCop, the the news scenes were just so perfect, and they tried to do it in the second movie that he wasn't in. It just didn't work. And it was the same yeah. thing with like the second because well, they didn't understand satire. And yeah, yeah it's, he was just it, he's a master of satire, and and uh, Vaughn is a master of whatever you call that that juxtaposition. Yeah. Verhoeven's Dutch movies are so worth seeing because you're like this wouldn't translate into America. It won't happen. I know he he won't. He got burned so bad. He's had enough. And I and and like Sam, but selfishly, I I just want more. No, I I I know what you mean. Favorite director of all time. And and like Mm. Sam Raimi is like, certain crowds get him, but I think he has become more appreciative and. I'm just so glad that a lot of his Dutch work has gotten the Criterion Collection. I, they're worth every penny if you can find them. I mean, his last What's movie his... was about lesbian nuns. So Bene- he's, he's Bene- just doing Benedetta. Benedetta. That's is the that one. The... I still yeah. gotta see it, but I, I've seen yeah. everything else by him. He, some of his mm-hmm. work is some of the earliest appearances of Rutger Hauer before he made it big in the states with the Hitchcock. Uh, Turkish Delight. Turkish Delight, but uh, Flesh and Blood is a great one because it makes mm-hmm. fun of the whole. Uh, sword and sandal kind of scheme and subgenre. How the guys who, you know, plague the wetland with disease, rape, and, you know, pillaging villages get away in the end. And how right. everyone else yeah. is just basically a victim. And uh, the thing about Verhoeven is he just, even if his satire doesn't fully work, like there's some scenes that I try to tell people about in Starship Troopers and they're just like, I don't get it. I love so, Starship Troopers. Yeah, I love it too. And it's incredible. Uh, the fact, and I have to tell people who are like, it's not like the book. I'm like, why would you want it to be like the fascist book? Yeah, That's why like he that, did yeah. it. Job, it like, a satire of a satire that was fucked up. So it was it like, own and, like, there's still a lot of fascist elements in it. Yeah, there are. And I mean, their whole society is a fascist society. Like, yeah. Pretty soon that'll be us in 40 years. Just you wait. God willing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're God. still here. <laughs> just go blow up some bugs and nuke them, man. Yeah, yeah. just their, their confidence in audacity and just uh, everything about it's so good oh man like, i love it mm-hmm. what you actors got, would like, you like bad to... actors to play the main roles because it's it was, oh like, yeah it was supposed to be like a, a schlock like 80s type of people from soap operas and casper yeah, just... and could never escape it he just would reprise the role any chance he got and uh, i i love him as a martial artist and he was a pretty cool johnny cage in that mortal Kombat. That? Uh, uh johnny rico played johnny oh, cage casper van damme I yep. love him. He came back oh, in the yeah. third one. Yep. And the animated movies. But yep, he's um, been his, those are good, by the way. Those are pretty They're good because like, really it's good. like uh, there was a TV show oh. that was really good, Roughnecks. So I, this is like, I thought I had a memory of watching that before school on TV. When I, I showed my kid. brother to that and then I took him to the Rift Tracks live re-showing of Starship Troopers. And he's like, wait. Yeah, this is the thing that that cartoon was based off that inspired Halo and what I'm like, yeah. I absolutely. thought that was a fever dream that didn't exist, but then I recently <laughs> found it on something like Tubi or one of those free streaming services, uh, and two, the whole mm-hmm. series is on it. And I spent like two wild? days watching the first two seasons, and then I was just like, I I gotta stop. You like, need I, more. I and Tubi's fun fact: they're now making original movies, and they're co-owned by Fox, apparently. So, it's so yeah. great because Whoa. they would have commercial. Like, they're trying to write Prime and Shutter with the original movies once a year, do anthology stuff. They had one movie that wasn't good, but was still an interesting idea, which was like a mixture of like The Thing and The Exorcist. 
So they gave so, so little ooh. shits about that that series that they posted. Like their ad breaks weren't in the normal commercial breaks. They'd just be like mid yeah. dialogue because they needed it at this minute mark. No, that's so true. Because I and it's in like standard definition, so it looks like shit. It's just it's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally. Uh, that the was resolutions. back when R-rated movies were like marketed to kids in weird ways. Like yeah. I had a bunch of Terminator and Aliens figures growing up, and Robocop me too. figures. Oh, me too. Oh, up. hell yeah! The the Terminator show was one of the highest viewed things for a while. I was like, yeah, but it's based off an R-rated mo- yeah. movie. I wasn't franchise. allowed to watch the Terminator movies, but I had toys of Arnold. Oh, and me too. And I like cup like I remember taking like a red pen and putting like blood all over like his where it was showing his face or the the right the metal they. They, they went by wrestling logic, whereas, like, you'd have, you know, wrestling was kind of for everyone, and then they'd have the M-rated games, because however the blood was animated, it just rubbed parents the wrong way. It's like, she's Yeah, so... like, the Mortal Kombat games had, like, senators right. losing Even though, like, Halo, everyone's playing them, and you can just turn the blood and language off if you just really have to abide. So it is, it is so funny. And I'm even seeing people complain about the new Halo show. They're like, I'm like, literally, this is just like the games. And it's as good as you're going to get. And I haven't seen mm, it. I did hear you're going to see Master yet Chief's uh, ass, though. So maybe that will get me to do it. Yeah, well, yeah, you see his face. and uh, Showing his face, I, I don't know. That's, like, kind of... It, 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 it works. Thing. It's like a Judge Dredd or, you know... Well, he puts it back it's, on. That's, like, a big it, part is you just never see it. Well, he puts it back on, but it's just well, seeing... Course, but the, there's They're starting out just, again, kind of like... Starship Troopers, where they are just showing kind of how fascist the society is and getting you to know the aliens and how they infiltrate the web. But I think it'll hold up. I The totally whole Halo backstory and, like, lore is actually really interesting. Well, yeah, they're all brainwashed soldiers. and Yeah, and they do horrible things to make those, sol- like, soldiers like Master Chief, like, just, like, just stealing been... them from their parents and doing crazy experiments on them, like, breaking their oh, bones shit. and, like, inserting things in, and, like, uh, making that, them that's... super soldiers. And then the Covenant's oh. interesting, too, because they're just a bunch of religious fanatics, basically. Right, and they, they totally illustrate that, and they keep having Master Chief trying to make sense of all his traumatic visions now that he's taken his chip out while mm. putting his head back on. And the scientists who are trying to do their own research on him while keep him safe from the bureaucrats who want to terminate him. Nice. So some, like, mm. RoboCop elements. Like the suits, yes. The, the doctors and everything, scientists. Good cast, too. A lot of big actors. In fact, Bokeem Woodbine from... Uh, uh, I love me some Bokeem. He's yep. awesome. Yeah. He's yep. a great actor. And Pablo Schreiber, I'm a big fan of his. Pablo from Schreiber. It, it does have a lot of elements of the Mandalorian at times, kind of. Just showing how they... Just the art direction alone is kind of the star, too. So I don't have mm-hmm. Paramount Plus. That's what it's on, right? Yep. I, I refuse to get any more streaming service. After I got Peacock and hated myself, I was like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> all right. So then, I'll have to find a way to watch it. I'll but, but, it. Bootleg it. Whatever you got to do, watch all the FBI shows. Watch all some of the other stuff they got coming. <laughs> it's pretty badass. I will not. <laughs> I know you'd love it, man. I know you're going to love it. I probably would, but it'd be a massive waste of time. <laughs> Why would it be a waste of time when it's great? <laughs> That's it's the best. It's fair. It's fair. If you want, again, just brutal, just stopping white supremacists and just federal agents breaking the rules, it's fun. Breaking the law. 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 <laughs> oh. So, Raimi Spider-Man. <laughs> Raimi Spider-Man, where are we going? Oh, man. I 
oh, man, I, I, everything about that is so great. And you even in the second one, you even see like Raimi's horror roots showing up, like that operating room scene. Yeah, it's so and good. It just all of a sudden turns into this horror movie. And Elfman's score is totally has a lot oh, of Nas Superman too, kind of. Yeah, that's the theme song. So good. <laughs> Elfman rules. I, I love in that operating room scene where the the lady gets pulled uh, and like her nails pull up the pull up the ground, like it starts shredding because she's like holding on but getting pulled away into the dark. Mm-hmm. Such a good. Uh, Which I learned uh, how how they did effect. that. They make the floor wax, so then it comes up <laughs> real easy. So simple, Damn. but it's so great. It's so effective. <laughs> there you go. And they murder John Lasseter in that scene too. So that's also plus. Nice. <laughs> oh shit! I didn't notice that. Yeah, he's one I of didn't the know that was him. Yep, he's one of the doctors. <laughs> Ahead of the curve, my friend. Maybe that's why he snuck him in. He's like, I've heard stories about John. Yeah, so now I'm going to brutally murder him on screen. <laughs> I've been liking a lot of the Apple TV shows, but that is one uh, nail in the coffin. They're like, hey, we've hired Lester to create this independent company and make CGI movies for us. I'm like, nope, not going to yeah. watch it. Yeah. Nope. Have you seen no Severance? Yes. So good. We'll Have definitely you do a special. It? I need to. But it's so good. It's, it's like secession where you take it in, you know, one step at a time. It's yeah, like, it's, it's a lot I to take in, but it's so first, good. Yeah. It's worth your suffering. Five, but yeah, I, it took me two tries. I watched the first episode and I was just like, uh, uh, I'm not into this. And I had to watch it again because I just wasn't paying enough mm-hmm. attention. Uh, totally. You cannot be doing anything else yeah, at the same time. You can't have your and... phone up and like watch like you'd watch a regular sitcom or something. Like you got to pay attention mm. and you are rewarded, <laughs> but you got to. And I've had to do that with so many shows because some people get uncomfortable and I'm like, okay, well, I'm moving on. I, I You said you were going to do this and then you just blew it off today. Mm-hmm. I need to finish this bitch, you know? <laughs> I need to. My friend uh, Charlotte, who's been on our show a number of times. Charlotte? Uh, she is, is friends that how you say with... It? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going Charlotte! To <laughs> so he, she's sure. friends with uh, the guy who created that show. It used to be like a play. He did in like college or something. That makes sense. Into, into this thing. <laughs> like Ben Stiller came. Wait, across Severance? It. Yeah. Yeah. Based on a play. Severance was on a play? Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff is based on a play, whether it's Killer Joe or 12 Angry Men. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, it's evolved, obviously. Like it's, and it was, it wasn't going under the name Severance, but somehow Ben, and ben Stiller came across it and was like, here's a bunch of money. He really is a great director because, I mean, mm-hmm. I saw Walter Mitty. Also with Adam Scott from Severance, and I was like, okay, so he's really Adam changing Scott it up. Adam Scott is one of my favorite people of all time. Oh, of course. So much. I, why else did we do Parks and Rec? But, yep. yeah, I mean, uh, I saw Escape at Donna Dora, and that was such an atypical real-life oh, like prison that escape. Was so good. It was funny one minute, and, I, I, and I'm telling everyone, hey, I know this sounds disturbing. Please, trust me. You you have to see this. This is a nutty. It's incredible. The Coen brothers are probably whipping their dicks out, wishing that they could have done this in this <laughs> It's just that nutty. And I'm like, David Morris, I've never seen him in a role like that before. I've never seen, uh, what was it, Patricia Arquette, you know, in heavy yeah. makeup. It's like, jeez. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the, the, I want to talk about that, but I don't, no, you guys haven't seen the end, so I can't. <laughs> Spoiler. Also, There's we're talking Spider Man. <laughs> why do comic? Why are comic books so hard to spoil? So one time I was joking. I was just like, uh, "Spoiler for like Avengers Four. There's gonna be spoilers online." Yeah. So and everyone 
in that cosplay group was like, this is not funny. Fuck you. I'm like, that you're missing the humor. I didn't spoil anything. I'm yeah, saying there's spoil. spoilers. So it's going to be spoilers, of course. I, I don't if you go like online. spoilers in comic book movies, but I have no problem knowing what happens before I read a comic book, which I don't really understand. Because that comics you got to read. You got to put the effort and mm-hmm. look at the pages. Like, I like to know what happened, so it's worth my time to read it. And sometimes the fans, you know, can save you the trouble saying, I totally recommend these issues. So going back to the... So why is the 2001 to 2002 run mainly criticized? That's where Babylon 5 creator John Straczynski took over writing duties. For what? He'd written for Superman. For what run? For what was he doing? What he wrote the 2001 to 2002 era of Spider-Man. Why did that get critiqued? Oh, was that when they were doing the Clone Saga? Because that was fucking awful. Okay, so... That, that sounds like the t- I don't know if that is for sure, but God, that went on forever, and it was just annoying, and it sucked. <laughs> okay, no, that's good to know because I know he, he did ben some. Got Ben Riley out of it, which is good, but like, that wasn't good. <laughs> I know I didn't read those. I just wanted to know why because I just loved his work on Babylon Five and Sense Eight. So. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure that was what he did, but it just that was the, probably my, in my opinion, the worst Spider-Man comic run. Okay, I can mm-hmm. I can look it up fast. <laughs> I know that's like one of the most hated eras of spider-man so yeah that hmm. and then that or maybe that was like the one more day thing where where uh uh peter parker and and uh mj split up because of things with like he made a deal with mephisto to save aunt may and then the deal was he they wouldn't be together anymore or something i don't know it's, <laughs> stupid. Mm. it's really annoying <laughs> yeah that's weird yeah it sucked not good yeah mm-hmm. Cause they're up there for me like clark kent and um. lane like, I don't care about most couples. Like, I don't even need, like, a, a love interest in my movie. But those two, it's just like, that's, that just is. Like, we're not messing with that. Like, Snyder wanted to do, like, Bruce Wayne fucked Lois while, while uh, uh, Superman was dead and, like, was having his baby. Like, that was his plan going forward. All right. Got to share some of that kryptonite, boner baby. Oh, yeah. Stupid and sucks. Don't like it. Okay. So, J. Michael Straczynski did Omnibus, Volume 1 of Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, I mean, that's a collection of whatever, his entire run. Okay, um... Okay, da-da-da, that's about... It was basically... So, uh, <laughs> it was a tie-in to Civil War. First Civil War is pretty good. Okay, I loved it. Yeah, that was a solid one. The second one sucked. Okay. <laughs> also incorporated new X Men and Daredevil, so yeah. Yeah, I wonder what his run was all about because that doesn't really tell us. Like, I know <laughs> those two things sucked, but I don't know if he had anything to do with them, so I don't want to disparage the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he worked on it from oh one to two thousand seven. So, all right. Mm. Uh. Also, after the Doc Ock brain switch, they did this run of Spider-Man Big Time, is what they called it, and Peter Parker, uh, because when Doc Ock had his his body, he, like, started a company because he was brilliant and he was making all this money, and it became this huge, like, conglomerate that then Peter <laughs> Parker, when he got his body back, because everything always goes back to normal, uh, and he was, like, in charge of it and, like, super rich, and it's fun to kind of see him like that because he's always just downtrodden, like, can't make rent, can't... Like, just, you know, up against it at all times. 
just barely getting by. And then to see him just like be at boardrooms, like making moves, like being a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun abusing one. is abusing his privilege. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he eventually gets taken down because like he like because uh, when Doc Ock had his body, he wrote a paper on something while he was getting his PhD for him uh, that he had <laughs> written before and and that Doc Ock had written before, so it wasn't plagiarism then, but then when he got his body back, they found out, it's like, oh, this was just taking this other paper, like, so So now we all hate you. <laughs> we despise you. It is kind of fun. I don't know. So Sam Raimi Spider-Man. <laughs> Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Spider-Man 3. That was an example of the studio being like, we need to throw Venom, we need to get all this in there. It took me three times just to finish it, so. It's too many villains, too much stuff going on. Yeah, and no one's explored or, like, their characters aren't developed. We have this weird retcon of how Uncle Ben died, which is just dumb and unnecessary. Terrible dancing. Oh, my God. Awful CGI. But he's, he's like, the evil Peter Parker. Like, it doesn't even make sense. He's, like, going down the street. Like, looking at women, and, like, some of them seem to be into it, but some are just like, ugh. Like, so which one is it? Like, is he cool, or is he just a nerd who thinks he's cool? Yeah. And then, I think the latter. Then he punches Mary Jane in the face, and we have some dancing, and it's all horrible. <laughs> nah, I see so many people taking their grave trying to defend it. I'm like, please don't. Please don't. Yeah, people don't just, want to defend this one. Here's a note for, for anyone making a movie. Don't have a dance scene. It never works. They tried it in Fantastic Four. The second one, it's horrible. Anytime someone dances and it's supposed to be, like, fun and funny or, like, plays a sport like basketball and Catwoman or, or uh, the first, oh, God. The first uh, Andrew Garfield. You're going Spider-Man really into the trench of garbage. <laughs> yeah, like, it just doesn't work. The only good dance scene in a movie is Ex Machina with Oscar Isaac. Mm, I don't remember mm-hmm. the dancing. It shouldn't I just work. remember the It's incredible. Shit. <laughs> it's so good and weird. I love that movie, by the way. Mm. Domino I like Gleason it so, in, uh, so good. So uh, I like it. In, I like uh, it until the ending. Uh, I love the Alicia ending. Vicolanda. I I can't I, do the guy's I, endings on Twenty Eight Days Later and all that. Uh, I, I love Alex Garland. Yeah. Oh God, he's he has a good premise though, and I can recommend the movies most of the part. Annihilation was bad though. I never saw that one. Oh. He's got a new one coming out too, Annihilation. For, for yeah, it was a sci-fi. It was a sci-fi movie Alex Garland did with Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Leigh. Oh, and, I heard that was kind of mm. good. I haven't seen it. I never saw it. Depends on who you ask. So that's the same. <laughs> well, Annihilation is a run of one of my favorite comic book runs of all time with the Annihilation Wave and Annihilus from the Negative Zone. He like from comes the in and Hulk. Just, it, no, not it's a. Uh, it's a bunch of, like, the cosmic characters that you don't really know about, like Nova and uh, Quasar and Peter Quill and uh, all those guys. Silver Surfer shows up. It's just, like, this massive wave of, like, bug aliens that just sweep through the galaxy, and they're just killing bug everyone. Bug aliens. Yeah, I'm with it. They're just murdering everyone, and it's awesome. Like, they kill all the Nova Corps, and, and Richard Ryder's the only one left, and it's just, like, they can't stop them. It's so no. good. And it happens during Civil War, so that's why none of the heroes of Earth are involved. But it's great. Mm. It's really great. So let's move Whenever on I'm... to the next Spider-Man. 
we sort of Bundex. talked about Raimi. I at least yelled his name about five times, so that's good enough. Yeah, so... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew, Garfield. Andrew Garfield gets a bad run for playing Spidey. I think he did okay, and I'm not a fan of him as an actor, but he was he's arrogant in real life, so I think he is like, that's how he interpreted his Peter Parker. I arrogant. think he was great uh, in what he did. Uh, like You did get a lot of backlash because it's like, oh, Peter Parker's not supposed to be cool or like, but he's a handsome dude and he's charismatic. So just like, this is just a version of Peter Parker that isn't a dorky loser. Like, He's he's too good looking to Dobby. Like like Tommy McGuire has a little frog face going on. I could believe he's a nerd. But right. Andrew Garfield, you look at him, you're like, even if your personality cool. sucked in high school, mm-hmm. you'd be popular. Like you just would. Yeah. Because you're too handsome. Yeah. I I don't really have any issue with those other than that, you know, the plot for part two is a little junky and you know, Your part one decision you- to explore the backstory of his parents and give them all this shit was just so dumb and unnecessary. Like I think it it made sense for what they were trying to do, but then they incorporate all this other stuff like, hey, you're in prison, but we got nothing to hold you, so we're going to release the supervillain. I'm like, for real? So police are still incompetent in Spider-Man's New York. But- the way I look at Peter Parker's parents, that's like one of those things that comics just don't talk about just kind of is they're gone they're dead it's just not interesting it's kind of like the way the joker was for the longest time it's just like he doesn't have a backstory yeah that please stop examining bruce wayne's parents and the joker it's yeah i I don't need it those just kind of are those are Mm -hmm. just are we know we know how it is nothing will be interesting enough and in first one uh, the first one they took so long just showing that uncle ben was going to die i'm like Oh, we know he's gonna Uncle die. Ben die again. Give me a fucking break. Ugh. It's up there with. Uh, I love Martin Sheen. I don't want to see him die. I love him <laughs> yeah, too. We don't need I, to. I just didn't need that. That's why the MCU did it so well. We don't need to see that again. We just don't. And worst performance of Jamie Foxx ever. Yeah. Uh, well, that. Oh God. That character. Uh, that wasn't uh, his fault. He, he is a talented actor. Yeah, but that was not his fault. I, I've but, lost track of how much garbage I've seen from the last he did 20 the years. Best he could do <laughs> with what he was given. And I don't know why they had to bring his character back. I'm like, please don't bring his character back. He's good I in know the new that... one. He's good in the new one. Okay, I'll he take was, your word for it when it, I see it. He wasn't good in that, but it was not his fault. My favorite, uh, he's oh, my been favorite bad part in some movies, though, when he my makes friend. His transformation <laughs> from being the normal guy to Electro. He, like, falls in a pit of eels, and his normal nerdy guy has, like, a huge gap in his teeth, and they show it fixing. Like, that's part of it. <laughs> so, yeah, well, like, the camera pans right It's like something face. you'd like, see in Batman and Robin. It's, it's a yeah, Mr. Freeze moment. It's like a Schumacher-type silly thing. It's just so dumb. But, I mean, it just seems to... Jamie just seems to vary by the movie. Like, you see Miami Vice, mm-hmm. see freaking... What's that other awful movie... Uh, White House down, and you're like, dude, oh, yeah. you can read these scripts, my friend, and I hear he's doing a reality show. I'm like, this is not the star I grew up loving in The Soloist. You should be doing a cool biopic. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, uh, he was I, in right? Yeah. yeah sure that was incredible. I'm not crazy about New Tarantino, so I'm uh, hot take. Really? Interesting. I like it when he was low budget. Man, when he got big budget and just had to have everything be alternative history, that's where he lost me. But oh, you don't he like Glorious Bastards? I'm sorry, my dude. I just can't get into it. Oh, after interesting. This is, a, this is a this is a topic so for a whole it. nother podcast. 
this is a this is a Absolutely. topic for a whole. It does have its moments. Version. I just prefer Jules and Vincent in the Reservoir yeah. Dogs. I just oh, well, yeah. I mean, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs are incredible. Even natural killers uh, through romance. I don't know. Spider Man, Spider Man, mm-hmm. Amazing Spider Man. Um, there's some good stuff in it, like his relationship with Emma Stone, Gwen Stacy. Like that's their chemistry were is really, boyfriend, really girlfriend. good. Alive, so and they did her him. death scene really well. I thought that was effective. It was stupid why it was happening because we just got like a weird green goblin, like not Harry, yeah, Egg, not Norman Osborne. It's just like I don't understand. They 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 did bastardize it. Uh, I, I love Dane DeHaan as a villain. Yeah, he's great. Most movies, and that but he's a yeah, great actor. The All setup, of the pieces like, were say, in place is for this to be puzzling. Good. It just Great Hans Zimmer score, and yet you're yeah. like, but the movie needed one more rewrite. So they had all uh, the I, talent; it's all from the script. Mm-hmm. The story just sucked. So I'm gonna put the blame on Roberto Orsi. You know him from Now You See Me and the new Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Is he the mm-hmm. writer? One of the writers, and yeah. he's best known for telling fans to fuck off. So it did feel like one <laughs> of those scripts that had yeah. like ten writers on it, like just too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, and that's just it. He he's caught. He was one of the crafters of the new Hawaii Five O, and that's just it. He's he, re- he clearly gone. right. Gone, gone, and that's fun as a mindless Saturday morning show. But that is what it is, and so that's yeah. just it. He mm-hmm. loves to just ingest all like the billionth, like all the diehard lethal weapon kind of tropes, and then put it in with whatever supervillain plot. And he's like, "Oh, see what I did there." I'm like, "Slow down." Yeah, they did have a lot of that. Like, oh, here, here it is, nerds. Here's your, here's your, here's your slop. Pick it or eat it up, piggy. Like with the at the end where there's just a basement of supervillains. Like, yeah, all this hinting that Paul Giamatti is going to play Rhino, and you're like, Paul I only get to see him for ten minutes. I'm like, I would have rather seen Rhino and all these other dorky guys. Mm-hmm. And the way they did Rhino, oh god, it's so yeah. bad. Yeah, it deserved so better. Bad. I, I mean, Paul Giamatti's great. Like I never read actor, the comics he was in. in that because he was given something that no one could make good. That like oh, head tattoo go. and just oh fuck off. Yeah, check. Get some Pay superhero check. money. Yeah, and um, I never saw the comic issues Rhino was in, but I used to fight him all the time in that one two thousand PlayStation One game. Oh, he was he shows up a lot in the newest P- PlayStation Spider Man game. And he's yeah, great. he's just because mm, he's just like stuck about... in this suit that he can't get out of that gives him huge powers. He's not in a mech suit. Yeah, it's if... like a le- like a singlet. Yeah, if DC didn't currently own the crossovers with Ninja Turtles, I would say cross Spider Man over with Ninja Turtles. Do a fun showdown. Have you read the Ron the Ninja Turtles Ronin Run? The newest one. It's pretty good. I have not. It's pretty good. I'm... Oh wow! Who's the last man standing? Raphael? Or... You don't know until like the, the end of the episode. first issue. Oh, yeah, he's the, a ninja the whole yeah, time, so and then you see because he doesn't have a color. Mm. He has a headband, but it's not a color, so you don't know. Mm. And he has and he has all the weapons. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, they really didn't cool. have to worry. They didn't have to worry about oh, he killed this guy off. Oh, he's my favorite. He's in he's the like... future where like everything's horrible and. Oh, so it's a cyberpunkish. Shredder's yeah, grandson. It's really Shredder's cool. grandson runs the city, and I would really love cool. it though if the turtles did pull a Rambo and just start strengthening their headbands for behind. That would be it's funny. so good, man. Like, it's mm-hmm. so funny that that became what it did, like a kids thing, because it it was never like kid 
friendly, really. It was always kind of like fucked up and dark. Yeah, the co- <laughs> you read the comics, you're like, I just saw them gorely decapitate a guy. I'm like, yeah, and yeah. the cartoon wasn't that. So it is kind of like Batman, based on what you know it from and how whether your parents are supervising you or not determines. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's cray cray. It is so wild. It's yeah. like what? Yeah. So that's the the Garfield movies. Sorry. Directed by, I believe his name was Mark Webb. I know yeah, his last yeah. name is Webb, which is it, he's a <laughs> he's a gun for hire. He does a lot of the bland TV procedurals now. Yeah. Five hundred days of summer. Um, unfortunately, guys, I have to jump off because I have to get ready for work here oh, shortly. Yeah. So, but you guys keep talking, Cam. It was really nice, nice to, to meet you, bud. Keep, we'll keep talking. Going. Enjoy. Have fun. Let's talk some All music right. in the future. <laughs> Later, guys. Later. Now we have the MCU version of Peter Parker, the Tom Holland. The MCU. Which is my favorite portrayal of the character because he looks like a kid. Like He, he looks the part, and Tom Holland's I, a great actor. They didn't kill Uncle Ben. I love it. Yeah, so I can't get into this one. I'm sorry to be a have contrarian. Have you not seen I, any of them? I've seen the first two and seen Civil War and the first two. It, well, and, the, and see, that's it. I, I think he works better as a team, but whenever it's his solo movies, I will just, get into the newest one. Uh, but uh, the, the pacing in those first two, like, there's some good lines, especially when they had Nick Fury come in and in the second one, uh, I love some, that like, scroll reveal. And, I, lo- I love Zendaya; she's cute. Strange. But uh, nothing against Holland. I. Uh, I just can't get into his really? persona. That's uh, interesting. So, he has a youthfulness to him, and I get that chicks dig the British guy, but I just I, I, I prefer. I have Captain like a uh, non-sexual crush on him. Like I love him so much. It's okay to have a guy crush. <laughs> and I mean, if he wanted uh, to, to turn it into sexual, I probably wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, I'll get Jalen Hall and Keaton were having a lot of fun. So that was cool. They were but, great um, villains, which the MCU's had a lot of problems with their villains uh, oh yeah in the past. You, you, those oh, awful venom sorry, movies now you've screwed up the timeline oh god i mean what morbius did at the end in their post-credit scene it was like they were actively trying to undo all the good things that kevin feige's done in the last like 10 years uh i'll, I'll do i'll do this i think they need to get the defenders team on yeah it's funny because defenders of the They're comics re- that's re- like Doctor Strange, and, like, that's not really what that is. Yeah, I know, uh, but I, I'm just saying, is with Daredevil and Punisher just showing that Marvel is awesome still. coming R-rated. back. Charles and Jessica Fox Jones. is amazing, and that we got D'Onofrio back as Kingpin is also great. I, I didn't like how they crossed over with him, his network. He needs to be his own solo. Oh, city we're going to get a lot more. I, I like that now we know he's in the universe. He's in there somewhere, and but he's so good in that. He's oh, he is, and the best Kingpin. Luke Cage, Luke Cage is the best black superhero show yeah, ever. I would like all of them to come back, but my my wish list was Charlie Cox, D'Onofrio, and Barenthal. If I could have those three, I'd be happy. Oh, they they they're all talking with all the Defenders actors. Yeah, I think we'll get most, if not all, but probably not the Iron Fist guy because no, it, I cast an actual I'm Asian like guy. the only person that liked. Well, that was the thing, because the character isn't Asian in the comics. Okay, well, so there you go. It's just a weird, I bizarre... I was just confused by that uh, outrage. The, like, that's just not... 
that's like part of his backstory because he's like a fish out of water. He he has to grow up in this uh, Eastern Asian culture. And, it was a and he's it was a bit silly white kid. It's like Doctor Strange, where it's like it was kind of already whitewashed before they made it, but then it was kind of yeah, the mean, guy. The guy the just didn't have thing and like, It's it's tough because a lot of those portrayals in the comic books were like wildly racist. They so were kind of like, like Kung Fu. So they thought they were splitting the difference by casting Tilda Swinton, a woman, as it instead. But, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, they did a good job with the Mandarin because, again, that was another, like, just caricature of... I I like Ben Kingsley. I, I feel like anytime he's in the movies, he just intrudes needlessly. Yeah, it's it's almost distracting. Because, like, really Sung-Chi was so much fun. But yeah. I didn't need to see the Mandarin. He had either. all these unfunny jokes, and I'm like, I, I agree with that. Aquafina is here for comedy relief. I, I don't hated need what happened, and I like that they've kind of fixed it since. But I hated Iron Man three. With it was just like, oh, you think this is this evil villain portrayed by an awesome actor? Nah, he's just a joke. That's not funny. Yeah, and I mean, it was better just seeing Iron Man again, just lead the Avengers and everything, and. Iron Man's trilogy out of all the originals, it's the worst one. Yeah. Two and three are not good. Yeah, because part two, that's where I was just almost didn't want to get into the Marvel thing. Like, Iron Man set up such a big scale, you know? Uh, And considering who would have been attached, you know, Tom Cruise, I would have just seen Tom Cruise. Robert Downey, that was great. Tom Tom Cruise in the Doctor Strange movie, I think he's going to be a variant of Iron Man. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Because we're definitely getting a version of Iron Man. Because in the trailers we've seen, there's like then make it part of the mission. Like, there's an Iron Man involved in this Illuminati, Paramount which I assume and, we're getting. Paramount and Disney owned Iron Man. Maybe he'll cross it over with Mission Impossible. <laughs> the Impossible Missions Force must help S.H.I.E.L.D. Those movies, like, they have no business being as good as they are. Yeah, and that's another franchise. You want to talk about... Uh, identity crisis whether it's hellraiser or some of the spider-mans is like yeah when you get to mission impossible is like the first one is a suspense movie and they force the action into it part two is john woo dicking yeah, around just going very part john three woo. is a true lies knockoff which is also by the orsi and you know amazing i mean it just fame. almost keeps getting better which is wild yeah it's just fun I know so. And, and so watchable like It's so it's fun once you you know to say hey it is an EO piece but it's just fun it's just yeah yeah you have to kind of if you know what you're getting yourself into it's going to deliver plus you get to see how Tom Cruise attempts to kill himself each time yeah and I think where it runs into issues is it's trying to outdo James Bond Fast and Furious and Marvel so it's just trying to be as batshit crazy as it can be and let him carry the movie so far it's worked for me we'll see if they they go over the top. Oh, I'm sure they will. And then I, I had some pals who hated part six. I'm like, really? I thought this was a plus because it actually followed the last storyline. Is that the <laughs> most recent one or the one before? Uh, the last, the most recent. The, and I was like, the one with Henry Cavill. Yeah. His scene in the bathroom with it. It's so stupid. He cocks his fists, but it's oh, yeah. so great. It's so yeah. great. And, and it's a total golden eye, you know, tomorrow never dies knockoff. You're like, of course he's the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, there was <laughs> the no only doubt. guy willing to murder everybody no on the doubt team. From so, the beginning that he was a bad guy. And then in both part five and six, they're telling Ving Rhames character, Luther is like, catch the guy. I'm like, 
Have you seen Luther lately? Yeah, he's Clearly, not moving much. He's the what guy is in the he gonna, now. He's the tech who yeah. fires machine guns. He doesn't go out and wrestle people. Would yeah, he's I love big things. He's but come on. Yeah. Okay, let's get real here. Have the new gal who's kicking ass go and yeah, stop him. Yeah, she's good too. I mean, everyone they've brought in has been so good. Like, uh, Wasn't she in Iron Man 3? Or... No, that was a different gal. Uh, who's... Oh, God, I'm blanking on his It was name. a different Rebecca. Yeah, no, oh, I got it wrong. British guy. Rebecca Gal, yeah. Simon Pegg. No, 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 no. Uh, the, the, the British gal. Who... Oh, no. No, I know. I was just... I was trying to think of other people. But, yeah. He's, but yeah, he's Simon great Pegg. in it, too. There you go. I'm sure they'll make him a Marvel character soon enough. <laughs> he should be. Who would he, who would be the best cast? Who character would he be best? Uh, what British henchman can you think of? Oh man, because he's getting up there in age, unfortunately. Like that's why he played uh, the main character's dad in in the boys, because the writer of the boys actually right. modeled the character after him, but he was just a little too old for it. So that's why he came in as as the dad. Oh man, <laughs> who would he be good at? What are some British characters? I mean, who cares if they are in the comics? You can always change shit. Right? I'd like him as some weird cosmic uh, person. Like, we already, oh, got, totally. we already got Pip the Troll with uh, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> which looked horrible, <laughs> by the way. As long as they don't do Howard the Duck, like that Guardians cameo, I'm, be, I'm fine. Be a good Howard the Duck. But we already got Seth Green as that voice, I believe. I think so. Oh, man, that's a, that's a good cameo. question. I can't come up with an answer, but... I hope they find a way. Back in the day, he almost looked like Bullseye, but I'd rather they adapt a Daredevil character that hasn't been done yet. Yeah, I'd like him to be more of, like, a not-as-serious... Like, I'm sure he could do it, but he's just funny, like, play to his strengths. Or you can do what the Russo guys did, where they, you know, they have Ovid and uh, Shirley and just some of the other yeah, community actors. Yeah, I love how they bring thinking. them all in. It, it's a spot, the community actor, and... Then they bring in Powell, the actor from Die Hard, you know, is like... I, I love when when uh, creators do stuff like that, where they're like, bring in their friends. Like, say what you want yeah. about J.J. Abrams, but he does that too. Like, bringing Carrie Russell to the, the most recent Star Wars, is, there was no reason for her character, but... No, and just having fun. <laughs> yeah, and I love her, so I'm fine with that. The Americans is amazing. Oh, there we go. Have there's you seen a that? Talk. Yes, there's a show to talk about. So good, right? <laughs> And, well, speaking of which, you know, I, I really think that chronicles the Cold War. I think when the Captain America stuff brought in kind of the Cold War guys, I think it, MCU was all the better for it. Just having this tribute to spy movies and then do its own cool storyline. Yeah. I think they need to keep doing that. Keep, yeah, that throwback they, they, to that type of... They can like, find someone crazier than Red Skull or Zemo by now, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, Zemo's still working around. I, I assume they're working towards a Thunderbolts-type Dark Avengers team that he's going to... And they need to have Stevie Ray Vaughn music play. <laughs> Keep Fabulous it timing-specific, time or accurate. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like they're going to do like uh, a new Black Widow with Yelena uh, as part of that, and then John Walker as like evil Captain America. Uh, oh, yeah. How, how do you feel about that? I think they would have done a Red Hulk with... Uh, with uh, General Ross, but the guy who played him just died, so that's probably not Yeah. Good. I hate it how some people, they'd never seen, they were claiming, I've never seen William Hurt. I'm like, you've never seen William Hurt? The dude's yeah. been around history of violence, too. body hate. Come on, you've seen William Hurt. <laughs> history of violence, I kind of liked. It was weird and not what I expected, but 
It's uh, also based on a comic. I like Vigo. So. Vigo is my dude, man. He's my dude. So, okay. So that's most of the Spider-Men movies. Uh, since, you mm, since you don't yeah. love the Tom Holland, I, I won't subject you to too much more. No, it's fine. I... It, I, I, I don't get me wrong. The I can understand why when it's so cool seeing him have Iron Man as a father. I like that aspect especially because yeah, that's not a comic book trope, but they just introduce that and it, and it makes sense. Like because it's always in all the Spider Man movies, you know, he starts off in a crappy homemade costume, and then all of a sudden he has this movie quality. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, and he's having to borrow some of like the nanite kind of technology. Yeah, it's cool that he had all this, and and now the way they've structured it well i won't get into that because you haven't seen it but well no i've seen the first two yeah I but just... you haven't seen like where it goes after okay. this one, which i won't get into i'm sure i'll like it i've yeah it has a credit critically approved movie it's and... a more traditional peter parker uh by the end but i i didn't mind all the like that he had all this technology i thought it was kind of cool because it's like yeah he wouldn't bring you in if you were just in a cloth suit like, he's gonna do everything he can to protect you. <laughs> uh, exactly it. And it's Plus, cool how... Anytime we get Robert Downey Jr., good. It's wild how they keep... So where does this exist since J. Jonah Jameson exer- exists in both yeah. Toby's universe and his universe? So it's a mirror universe. Basically, he's the same character kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's just a variant in a different uh, universe <laughs> in the multiverse. And some of the people look the same and some don't. That's how I'm looking at it. So, basically, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, not Amazing, um, um, Far From Home, the, Homecoming. No, no, the, the animated one. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the Spider-Man, like, 98 or something like that. No, 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 okay, so. Oh, the, the recent animated. The Spider-Verse with Miles. Yes, Into the Spider-Verse, so it's so wild how, yeah, they're doing Spider-Verse, but they're doing it live action now, basically, from this yeah. point on. And it's great that, like, they wanted, in that original Spider-Verse, they wanted to bring back, like, Toby and Andrew to voice, like, real quick. And the studio was just like, no, no, people won't, people won't understand. They won't get it. Yeah, and now that's definitely happening in the second one. I'm excited to get Miles Morales, too, because he's a great character. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder who they're going to cast for that. Pedro Pascal. (laughs) It's Miles Morales. It's like a, a tiny little kid from... (laughs) <laughs> it can be the grown-up version or his dad i don't know i don't He's... even know who i'd want but that's gonna be fun like we're definitely he definitely exists in the universe because we met aaron davis who is his uncle who's also the prowler played by uh another community guy donald glover yes yeah. there's a deleted scene where he's stuck to the to the car after spider-man left and where he calls miles and he uses his name <laughs> So it wasn't part of the movie, but like I take that it's as meant he to be. in this world. Oh well, there you go. Get Joel McHale to be a supervillain. Joel McHale was in Spider-Man Two. Yes, he was before he, he was hair known. Plugs uh, Joel McHale, and, and so while yeah, and he appeared on Mystery Science Theater recently, and he's now part of the Star Girl universe. So I like yes, him. he he needs to. Better yet, he could be the new Captain America. I would see it. I'd be like. <laughs> hey, Here's the new new guy that Shield enlists to be the poster child, and he's loving it. He's loving the attention. Yeah, I mean, late. we got Sam Wilson taking over, which I'm I'm okay with. I, no, I was I'm, thought I'm, it should have been Bucky because he has this 
version of the Super Soldier. Bucky had to find himself, though. I just thought it'd be more interesting, because Sam's just, like, a good dude. Like, there's not, (laughs) like, a lot going on there, but Bucky has a lot of shit going on that I find more interesting, but... But I like it, I mean, Mini Mackie, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, it just, it was interesting how they just, like, Falcon basically is, like, just an average, everyday Joe having to help his Yeah, which I think could be interesting farm. on its own, because, like, in that oh, series they did, he was, like, kind of had the opportunity to take the series. Oh, man. It's just like, nah, dude. <laughs> I hated Jump that. Walker so much, because it was, like, the dude is oblivious to his brainwashing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's just a, a cog in the military machine. Like, just following orders. He's just a soldier. Yeah, and it actually got bloody. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> it actually got our rating overseas for whatever reason. Yeah, I know they've taken shield it bashing. out some countries' versions. Like the shield bashing like... and and I love how they strategically hide it. Like, you're like, that's where someone would technically get shot or stabbed, but, they, you know, we see them from behind. You're like, yeah, they have <laughs> like, ways. Great. And so it's still a cool John Wick-inspired fight scene. like, cool. Yeah. That was honestly the Disney show I was looking forward to most, but it was definitely not my favorite. It's not like the Dark Knight Rises where people are getting shot, but they're not bleeding. Yeah. I mean, a PG-13 movie, our rules are so fucking dumb. It's more damaging to see someone shot and nothing horrible happens. Right, because then you expect... Exactly. Um... There's been some other Marvel shows that have been ignored, but here's a tie into Spider-Man. So, did you ever watch Cloak and Dagger? I didn't. Okay, so... Uh, I'm aware of their characters. They're used yeah, a lot they, in the comics. Yeah, kind the of female character... Plot device because they can, like, teleport people all over the place, so they just kind of yeah. show up when people need to be somewhere else, but... I thought it was better than where Runaways kind of went, but... Um, Never watched Runaways either. Or Agents Runaways had it. Uh, Shill, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was garbage, but... Uh, I watched some um, of the Agent Carter because I like Haley Atwell, but yeah, everyone does. But um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, Runaways is like that. Just had some cool villains and Elizabeth Hurley, you know, from freaking Austin Powers was just awesome. But um, freaking uh, Logan Dagger is wild because the gal in there also voices various characters in one of the more recent animated Spider-Mans, and then shows up. As her cloak and dagger character. Oh, that's cool. I like what they And so I was that. like, I see what Easter egg that is for people paying way close attention. Like, that's all these parents are having their kids watch is all the Marvel shows. That's cool. They did a version of that with, uh, oh, what's her name from, from us, from Battlestar. Katie Sackhoff, yeah. yeah she where she voiced like, uh, the both Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars series and, and Rebels and everything. And then she showed up in The Mandalorian. That was exactly. Cool. Love that. It sucks how they've had it. So Marvel and DC have had to been rewriting their universe because the studios kept making them non-canon. And same thing with Star Wars. Basically, all the writers are like, well, we're making all of the expanded universes of Star Wars canon again, regardless of whether you want it to or not. You know, <laughs> I mean, there was some good stuff in like what's now called Legends, but I completely understand why they made it all non-canon. Cause they yeah, no, they still had stories. some of the... Yeah. They still had the same writers working for him in Legends. It was just annoying that they just yeah. I mean, they had Timothy Zahn come back it. and do his a new Thrawn trilogy. That's why I always got along with Star Trek because basically you're like it all exists, yeah. same universe. And Re- I like rejected that they pull some stuff from Legends. Like Legends is a great name because it's just like stories you tell that may have some Legendary. truth to them, but they're not 100 percent accurate. So I like when they oh, pull that- people in from like the good stuff that works. 
all the Moss Eisley stuff and tall tales that you might have heard at Jabba's Palace, you know, it's just, yeah. yeah tales from Jabba's Palace. Right, and I think they worked a lot of those legends of the legends into that in yeah, one. It's, I, I like that they, they, it's almost like what the MCU does with comic books. It's like, take the things that worked and then expand on them and do them slightly different. Yeah. Or... Don't do the equivalent of Flashpoint from the Flash. Or... I love Flashpoint. Wasn't that one of the infamous comic books? What was the one that everyone's like, oh, don't adapt it? I mean, it's it's hard to because it's kind of like a one-off. But okay. it's so great, though. Like, the Flash ruins the time, like, uh, reality because he goes back to save his mom from getting killed. Uh, okay. And then awesome. it just, like, causes all these problems. And, like, in the new reality, uh, Bruce Wayne was shot in Crime Alley by Joe Chill. And not his parents. And yeah, that causes DC that really causes Thomas themselves. Wayne to become Batman, but like killer Batman. And it makes yeah. his mother go crazy, and she becomes that universe's version of the Joker. Oh wow! And, and then it... you get an Atlantis, the uh, Mascara War between like uh, uh, Aquaman and and Wonder Woman's people. It's mm-hmm. so great. Yeah. Well, I can understand why they want to do that too. Just connected. All I know is it's often remarked as infamous, and I never know why because I haven't read it. I've just seen the '90s cart- uh, TV show. You know, there's a movie uh, on like HBO Max. They have an animated movie that's pretty great. Okay, I, I think Wait. it's awesome. I actually didn't know people didn't like it, <laughs> and that's the best part. Uh, well, no, it's like. All I knew is that's what they were adapting for this upcoming Flash movie, and everyone was like, Yeah, they're doing a version of it, but I don't think they're going to go that hard. Okay. Like, and... I think Keaton's going to come back as kind of the Thomas Wayne for, like, role. Where he's like, and so that's what's weird. Because we're almost supposed to believe that the Justice League verse is somehow part of, you know, the Nolan verse loosely, and then the Flash live-action show connected with the old 90s show. So, yeah, this whole universe is very loose. I mean, just... Ezra Miller showed up in the Flash TV show at one point. When yeah. doing a multiverse thing. The multiverse, and that was where it was at its best, because, like, there's something for everyone. We got the Birds of Prey, we got Smallville, we got everybody showing up. Yeah, you even got the voice of the Batman from the animated series showed up. That too. was funny. And Burt Ward, the original Robin, was there. Everybody was there. It, it was a lot of fun, and Probably Brandon Roth's best hours as Superman is like nice. Okay. I like Brandon Roth got a bad. He rap. got so shafted. I'm like, he's a good, he's a good Superman. He is. He's exactly what Superman should be. I found the movie watchable. Yeah, it's got its issues, but it's just like it, he should movie, be a bigger. But it's not his fault. And he should be a bigger star. He should totally be a bigger star. He was, he was one so of the best portrayals of Clark Kent Superman that we. He was one seen. of the. He was one of the heroic spies on Chuck. And it was yep. so funny because at yes. one point when they're I reviving love Chuck, and when they're reviving him, they're like, "Okay, eat this, Superman." And I'm like, "Yeah, I see what you did there." So good. <laughs> what he was you did on Chuck because he was like, "Oh man, that I love that show." I never finished it because I have a weird thing about things ending. So I watched everything up to the last season and didn't watch the last couple episodes. Yeah, I, I couldn't either, but for different reasons. But hey, Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Oh man! And still and waiting on that Chuck movie, but I will invite you for that special when we and Yvonne start. Straczynski and uh, I mean, now the guy who played Chuck is is uh, Shazam. Yeah. yeah, he was also in. He was killed, but he was in Mar- uh, another 
or in Marvel movies, he was one of the Warriors three in the Thor movies. Uh, that's right. Yeah, only in the he second because was... he replaced the guy who did it in the first, and then he was Five killed like almost off screen when Hela comes yeah. back. He just she kills him and in Volsag just like with barely a thought. He <laughs> <laughs> just murked so fast for being in two movies in like a big part of two movies. Oh yeah, dude, and. Just reading Zach Levy's real life story was just so heartbreaking to me. You know, he's married to a wonderful fitness gal who's inspirational to many people, and he almost committed suicide because he fought for that role of Shazam so hard. I, he seems like a good dude. Yeah, he was even in the new version of Heroes, which no one saw. But like, you see, that's got to be so much just rejection instantly. You you know, you hit it big in these small bit part roles and a few sitcoms, then you're Chuck, and then, you know, go away, do some TV hosting duties for geeks and everything, and then you're back again doing fictional acting. And that's it, it, one hell of a run, and I, I hope he keeps getting some bigger, great things. And You just played Kurt just... Warner in the biopic. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't sure. end up seeing it because I was at home and just didn't have time during when it came out, but I, I want to see it. I have a weird connection with Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Because uh, is... I, I grew up in Iowa, and it was before he made it to the NFL, and he played for our Arena League team called the Iowa <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. And one time he was at the local grocery store, like, signing autographs, and he's just, we walked in. We didn't go to see him. We didn't even know what was happening. We walk in with me and my dad, and he's sitting at this, like, card table with stacks of, like, pictures and cards, just his hands folded. No, Everyone's just walking by. Like, no one gives a shit. He's, like, he's the Arena League quarterback. He's not who he became. Like, no one knows who he is. And I felt – I just felt bad for him. I didn't know who he was either, but I felt bad for him, so I went over and got his autograph. That's amazing. Because they were free. He wasn't even charging. <laughs> and no one gave a shit. I was just like, oh, man, I gotta. I, I don't know who this guy is or anything. I keep but. seeing it. It's coming on some of the movie channels, so I'll be sure to check it out. And Rogue from X-Men's in that one, too, so nice. I like that actor. Uh, what's her name? Anna Paquin. Yeah, she's good. So, I, fun fact, I worked with her on a TV pilot and never got picked up. Oh, wow. It was basically L.A. Law for women. Uh, nice professional set produced by Reese Witherspoon's company. Blair Underwood was on there um and i was freaking out because okay so there's here's a blade connection there was this awesome wesley snipes show at around the same time called the player okay it was on nbc it was a cool kind of mix of the fugitive and equalizer this guy who has to kind of play kind of a game that illegal the, gamblers the sequel to the fugitive kind of yeah and yeah, there's this gorgeous blonde gal who's been in a bunch of movies like The Raven with John Cusack and everything and she was kind of the cute computer geek and the show got cancelled and I'm like fuck another great show yeah, left on a all those talented here. people you have to be like thinking there's no way this is absolutely getting made produced by Judge too many, too many good names too many good produced, people produced by Jim Davis of Shaft and the Predator franchise this is a big dynamite show yeah. and 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 I end up meeting that blonde actress on that Paquin TV pilot and never got picked up. And she's so, you know, just as gorgeous as she is on screen. And I'm like, hey, big fan of the player. How did, how was it supposed to end? And she just spilled the beans right there. She's like, oh my God, thank you. It's so great when everyone actually sees your work. Yada, yada. So, so guess what? I was actually supposed to be the main villainous pulling the strings, not Wesley Snipes. I'm like, (laughs) Netflix revive revive cpr it'll never happen 
it's too long gone, but... See, that's the thing. That's the type of question you need to, when you meet a famous person, you don't ask them about what everybody knows. You find and, one of those things that people aren't as familiar with, but were good. Yeah. And you ask and, them about that. Yes. And with the amount of Zoom reunions that they were doing, and I had a bunch of pals who did their own 24 fan convention, and they, the creators ended up actually inviting themselves there. They're like, that's can cool. I come? And it's like, that's what you got to do. You got to let them know on message boards and basically reserve a panel, yeah. but you got to lock down the town first and say, Hey, I'm going to make it worth your time. I'm going to pay you. We're going to do some fun reunions looking back. And that's how you let people know. It's crazy you know, what people will agree to. Like if you just ask, I'm sure you could do, you could host a firefly or a space above and beyond it. reunion. We should do a, a space above and beyond <laughs> reunion. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure so other people, uh, before everyone wants to corporatize the convention and make it be a Comic-Con, it's like, yeah, uh, let's come to this first because this is where the fans are actually going to come to. It's so funny. Them. I look up websites, and they're all still, like, very 90s, the way they look. Very 90s, yeah. Um, like they haven't so, updated. It's just this weird view into the past that's so delightful. 2004 needs a flash update. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it might as well be, like, uh, a hamster dance like it's that type of like animation and look and just like, all <laughs> pixelated and grainy it's so good oh yeah so wild <laughs> um okay where are we <laughs> uh so what do you want to see in spider-man coming going forward like going forward uh, it's gonna be tough to tell you without spoiling anything uh, I will say I'm interested in where they left it and where we left Peter and, and everything. Okay. Uh, I think there's a lot of fun to be had there. I, w I would love to see, um, I mean, at the end of the second Phantom movie, uh, the post-credit, uh, Tom Hardy left behind a bit of the symbiote. So we're going to get an MCU Venom that's not Tom Hardy, it seems. Uh, or at least get, like, the black suit spider-man and then if they just have him show up and not talk but he's working for thanos's people that's fine by me but i just don't want it to be messy and truth be told if we weren't so corporatized i'd be taking this to the bank i'd be if i had it good i'd be warner brothers and be talking to disney saying hey let's do an epic dc versus marvel well, the movie he wants to do that because they've done it in the comics like he wants to do that. I, Split the bill. You all happen, win. It's him. It's just it will DC sell out. So all over the place. Like we don't even know who Superman is right now. If Paramount and Disney wanted, they could even do Star Wars versus Star Trek. It would sell. It would so sell. People would see it, even if it was fucking stupid. They would see it. James Gunn has talked about doing like a DC uh, Marvel crossover, and he's worked with both. So. There you go. Might be able I, to make that happen. They might, if his word's still I think somewhat we'll good. We'll get it at some point. It'll be like a one-off movie, but I think we even will. if it's a special, yeah, that would be an HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus special. Yeah, Boom. I'd watch like a four-episode like mini, like mini series or something on that. Because I mean, like you say, DC hadn't always figured out its movies, but it's gotten better with its shows. Uh, Gotham, I hot take, I think, is even more edgier than the Nolan ones. I have once a again. good friend loves Gotham and like it is like fucked up especially for for network television very like, gory yeah and 
it helped that Danny Cannon had worked on all the CSI kind of shows, but they didn't want to make it be just a cop show. They're like, let's have it be like it does a more believable, you know, takeover of the city than you know. Yeah, some of the movies. No, done. I've heard good things about it. I never got into it, but it, it uh, sounds. You can binge it all on Netflix. Uh, and you know, Titans was kind of a hit and miss for me. Kind I love the first it, season. It gets a little sloppy as it goes on. The it's second like it doesn't... was unwatchable. I've tried multiple times. I've gotten through half yeah. of it. And, and I, I have nothing so wrong. So bad. I don't have an issue with the actors. They're just doing No, they're all the... great. And greatly cast. I think everyone and is good for who they are, are, but... People are bitching about that new Jack Reacher show. They're like, I hated that guy in Titans. I'm like... I love him I, in both. I, this is close to the book, and I don't see a problem with his acting. I don't. He's perfect in both. That's. I'm glad you mentioned him because I was talking about the symbiote being in the MCU. For mm-hmm. me, perfect Eddie Brock for the MCU. That Eddie would be Brock cool. is just a big hulking man like him, with a bit of a persona. But yeah, mainly. Yeah, and no he pers- also can act. Like he's a good actor. He's not. I think he's perfect for that. Because we got he's not like Race who just. Like, that's why Venom is, like, seven feet tall, because he's, like, this, he's hooking up with this muscle-bound meathead that's just a giant human to begin with, so it just accentuates that. Exactly. Um, and Doom Patrol was rather interesting with how edgy they were trying to be, just have all these misfits who were science experiments kind of I love me banding up. Fraser. Right, is the cursing robot, and... <laughs> trying to understand pop culture and normal functionalities as well. <laughs> I know he did get like a standing ovation when he made that surprise at comic con appearance. Cause no one had seen him in a while. Yeah. He's so great. And like, he's had a lot of health issues and a lot of them stem health from issues. The mummy. Like he did all his own that... stunts in the mummy. It like literally broke his body. He's had like a thousand oh, yeah. surgeries and just been like fucked up ever since. If you really want Totally check out No Sudden Move on HBO Max. Oh, what's that? Heist movie he did for Soderbergh. Oh, nice. And it's kind of a return to Soderbergh, kind of doing a more old-school 70s approach like he did in Out of Sight. And Benicio Del Toro and Don Cheadle are the main thieves. And yeah, and Frazier, we showed up, and for a minute, my sister and I were like, wait. Ah, it's Brendan, you know. I love, and him. I love him so he's, much. He's basically the right hand, the messenger of death, so to speak. And um, I won't spoil who the villain was, but we were calling it like, ah, sure enough, a Soderbergh favorite return. But yeah. it really is a fun, good time. So if you don't like it, fine. But I think you're going to have a lot of fun with the double crosses and Ray Liotta's villain. And, oh, I love season uh, just, Ray, too. And the dialogue in general. Just It's just a lot of fun how, because, you know, Cheadle and... Uh, Benicio have done all kinds of, you know, anti-hero and gangster roles, and here they are. They're, uh, and so to speak, uh, they uh, do a different variations on their criminal roles. Nice. Yeah, I love Brendan Fraser. I, I think the first two Mummy movies are incredible. Oh, totally. And, and I, I like wish Blast there... from the Past and Encino Man and, like, Oh, thank you. Man, I bought that ladder when it was like a used VHS tape. <laughs> and I forgot who mentioned it recently on a podcast. There's was some other comedic writer who worked on that in like a well-known franchise. And they're Man, like, they mean... might, yeah, they might sneak in an Encino Man reference into some <laughs> random movie. I mean, 
Blast from the Past has a special place in my heart because I never had cable growing up, and then at like sixteen or seventeen, we got like every channel all of a sudden, and oh, I had yeah. all these movie channels, and that was one of the first. It was playing like twenty four hours a day on like a Stars <laughs> or an Encore or something, and I watched it like a hundred times. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That and, like the old science fiction V show. Nice. All yeah. right. Which and I just some, didn't understand what was happening. He's Michael Ironside. It was as close as he got to playing Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell live action mode. Oh, I Let's love go. Michael all he's Ironside. He's going around creeping with night vision on. Oh, like, perfect. Him, him and uh, Starship Troopers. Yep. Raise that. Total recall. See Rico, you, at the party you know what to do. Rico, you know what? I <laughs> quote that a lot. Whenever we were playing video games in Call of Duty, I'd shut that out, and my cousin would be like, shut up. <laughs> Uh, I am not Johnny Rico. <laughs> uh, we have yet to do Starship Troopers because we save like our favorite movies for like events. All good. I'll have you but tackle the franchise since you know tons about it. We haven't done any of any of them. Uh, the second one is kind of dumb. Yep. I mean, but that's the, the fun of a franchise. Bad too, but Castlevania game comes back and like they actually incorporate the mech suits, which I didn't I've mean, actually. But it's, I'm actually, it's kind of fun. Being the B-movie guy I am, I've kind of grown to enjoy the trilogy, but don't get me wrong. The the watch, the first time watches on parts two and three were rough. I ended I up hating parts. The second part one's th- almost like a horror movie. Yeah, it's like The Thing, but it's kind of meant to be a little uh, hitting on the hard points of how basically they're all dogs of war. But yeah, part three... I just had trouble watching it at first because of the CGI, but I do. Yeah, end it's up, really yes, bad. I, it's like, but it's like sci-fi channel, like shark to puss. Oh bad. yeah. But it gets better as it goes on. Yes. With the mech suits and making fun of how it is kind of like a crappy version of Starfleet and Star Trek where they're all like, Oh, save me the prime directive. I'm like, uh, yeah, we're just like waiting for mirror, you to get kicked. Version mirror dimension version of Star Trek and Starfleet. It's just <laughs> like if everyone had goatees and was evil. Right, and we're hypocrites. And just... Oh, yeah. Very much so. But yeah, those, well, those, uh, those animated movies are great. I really like them. <laughs> I just love that universe. I love the first oh, one so much. That's pretty much it. I They even make fun of it on Stargate. They, they fight some bugs in a movie, and they're like, what's our movie tonight? Starship Troopers. Is that one of the series? Yeah, in Stargate, in a later season, they're they're fighting some bugs, and it's a funny episode. We did uh, the original movie. I kind of hate it. <laughs> yeah, but something great Emmerich. came out of that. I have a thing with Roland Emmerich. Uh, Roland, man, he knows how to fuck it up. But, yeah, uh, like, I can only watch Unisol just because he had a competent action director, and, you know, Dolph Lundgren was having fun. I mean, I enjoyed Independence Day. Like, I enjoy his movies, but they also make me angry. I can't do White House Down. That was like so. The entire you're that telling me the entire seen. the entire Joint Chiefs are firing at the president with a Secret Service agent in a car on the White House lawn. So stupid. The reason at I don't Olympus like is, him is because if he just accepted and was honest about what he is and what he makes, yeah, he yeah, exactly he thinks he's, he's a, like Spielberg or Tarantino. Like he thinks he's like a top. Yeah, you see the Patriot and you're like great acting, but. All this music is poorly timed, and all these battles just feel like they're out of a stupid canon film. He's got know? some Mike. He has a lot of crossover with Michael Bay, where they 
They like want they want so badly <laughs> for you to feel something in this moment. So the music bombards you, the slow motion shots, like uh-huh. it's like fuck off, man. I think you'll like ambulance though. I had Especially. a ticket to I was gonna do a double feature of Sonic Two and Ambulance, and I had them be- like right after the other. And I watched Sonic Two, and I'm like, I'm tired. I want to go eat pizza. <laughs> so I like, but I'm going uh, to they, watch it. I just like the island, the rock. But he, where he really fucked up was with, you know, Transformers. After a while, and Pain and Gain, he was at least just trying to do something at- outrageous, like Natural Born Killers. Well, I've, I've said it before, and I may have even said it on your show. Like, I yeah, wish he, just, he would be a cinematographer. Like, I like, and just he. Makes amazing visuals, but like his storytelling is just god awful. No, it's jumbled. <laughs> yeah, so get a good storyteller in to, to steer the ship that way and let him do his crazy shit with, like, because the Transformers movies, like, they're amazing the way they look. They're not good movies, but like what he's doing on screen is fucking wild. Uh, that's the issue I even had with Avengers 2 is like, this feels like a Transformers movie. You gotta go way deeper than this. That's a really good comparison. I always had problems with that one, but yeah, uh, yeah. It does the civilians of. are getting killed, and you're like, "Oh, they, you got to handle that way better." Because yeah. the way you just handled that—that's <laughs> a really good comparison. Also, fuck Joss Whedon. <laughs> Remember when we all thought he was amazing? Yeah, he had done all these wacky shows. People are singing. People are singing the songs on Buffy and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, and Turns out to find out he's a garbage piece of shit. He does he. He didn't make all these female characters uh, because he believed in it. He did it because he yeah. just wanted acclaim. Because he was trying he to wanted... fuck them. <laughs> fuck them or ape the career of James Cameron minus Linda Hamilton. And it's like, and, it's and yeah. On... Oh, yeah. And then the gals are just like, yeah, he basically was a bully to us. And we just had to shut our lips because we were afraid. Yeah. Like, man. James Cameron's, uh, by all accounts, a uh, prick and a dickhead. But and we, we're still trying to weed out those pricks. That's the problem. But we not in to... like a, a criminal. Like he's not like using his yeah. position to like fuck actors or like you know. The, you he's know. more like Michael Mann, where he was doing forty-eight hour shoots, and you're like, dude, he, we gotta. He just take has a, a break. vision, and he won't compromise it. Yeah, like it's not and, to defend that type of action, but and but the also, producers people won't work come... with him again. Like Sigourney Weaver's worked with him multiple. Unless times. they're Ed Harris. Right. I love Ed Harris. I love Ed Harris, but he almost drowned in the set of the abyss to where he's like, yeah, fuck you, James. That's fair. So, but, <laughs> but like, it is funny how, use, how... I mean, he uses Michael Bean repeatedly. Like, So, like, if he was that horrible, you wouldn't keep signing on to go, you, you know. Right. But he does seem uh, like a dickhead. <laughs> I'm so pissed at McGee how he wants to do a True Lies TV show. I'm like, no! Ugh. You already fucked around with Lethal Weapon. And I liked your work on Chuck and Nikita. And fuck off, Terminator Mitchie. movie. Yes, fuck off, Mitchie. I had off. multiple ideas growing up, and one of them was I wanted to see a Terminator movie with, like, just in the world of the apocalypse. The future world, yeah. yeah I thought that was so interesting. And somehow they fucked it up. That always upset me. Totally. And, and there are some great terminator comic books and <laughs> oh yeah there's a great robocop terminator crossover <laughs> i love a good crossover there's also a great batman predator crossover which is so awesome oh uh, totally and uh 
Malibu Comics did a cool Star Trek and Marvel crossover. I like those just, like, a couple issue runs. It's like, has no continuity. Like, I don't give a shit about continuity. Oh, exactly. Just tell the me a Pun- good story. That's all I care The Punisher about. kills the Marvel Universe is a fun read. It's so great. It's an outrageous death. But... Kills Spider-Man at the very first person. He's like, why? Yeah. Because someone had to be first. <laughs> it's so good. Exactly. And Judge, Judge Dredd even fought the aliens, Predator, and yeah. Terminator. That was fun. It's crazy um, the alien-Predator crossover franchise came from just a nothing scene in Predator 2 where there was a alien head skull. Uh, yeah, like, kind of like how... It's so great. Just like how there was a Freddy Krueger glove in Evil Dead 2, you know, it's just the whole... Yeah, because they just stick. think it's fun and silly and then it becomes... And it's so funny how Lionsgate is like, no, that's not true, and the fans are like, yes, it is. There is even <laughs> a comic book crossover, so what do you mean, no, it isn't? I Why mean, would they just embrace it? Maybe they... Do they not own the rights to that? Yeah, okay, so it's messy. And that's just it. That's because that's kind of like reason how, I could think is like it's kind of like how we do that. exactly it's kind of like how Saint Elsewhere and Law and Order have crossed over with other shows, but they have never named the characters on screen because that's how they get away with it. Uh, and uh, so as a result, those are all, believe it or not, in the same universe as somewhere as X Files and uh, the Practice. And <laughs> the Practice is in the same is in the universe of the X Files. Yeah, yeah, because in one of its crossovers, it's either Boston Public or Legal. They mention. <laughs> The St. Elges Hospital, and they're both in Boston, so yeah, there you go. That's but awesome. It's fucking awesome. I love all shows, but um, yeah, no, uh, it's so wild how, yeah, um, uh, so uh, New Line Cinema, you know, Warner yeah. Brothers' own Nightmare on Elm Street, and, you know, after Paramount gave up the rights to Friday the 13th, that's how they, you know, did. The Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason, Jason X, and the one where he goes. Jason X. Oh, totally. So it knows much. exactly what it is, and it's so great. It's it's, it's self-aware suckage. Yeah, yeah. And it's terrible. It's schlock, but it's it's understood sh- like intentional schlock, which is what I love. Totally. He's just and leaning right into it. I love how that holodeck scene. That's just hysterical. But yeah, um, and is like Lexa Doig seemed to think, oh. I thought I walked off the set of Andromeda. I'm like, nope, you're different kind of shit fest. Boom. Yeah. And, and uh, it, yeah, but yeah, so the producer was so heavily involved and kept talking with Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi to make an Evil Dead crossover. And he, the studios kept rejecting it each time because Lionsgate, <laughs> yes, they're fucking morons. Lionsgate, Anchor Bane owns the rights to the first two movies and the Evil Dead show. And Army of Darkness is owned by Universal, so... It's also complicated who owns stuff. Like, it's it still boggles my mind that Spider Man was brought over to the MCU because Sony owns it. Like, why would they do that? Like, I almost them? wanted to do it's that. When Avengers first came out, I wanted to just show up in a Spider Man uniform and say, "This sucks. I'm not in it." <laughs> I mean, like, even there's a reason we haven't seen another Hulk solo film because Universal owns the rights to that. Uh, uh, even getting uh, Abomination to show up in Shang-Chi was a bastard of a child getting that to happen. I, I liked that. That was great. It was fun, but it sucked how they barely got it done. And, I mean, I mentioned Evil Dead earlier. They Universal almost sued the Evil Dead show because they made mention of the army, the events in Army of Darkness. Yeah, it's it's like, like, you don't, you didn't own this entity. You came to inherit the third chapter. Yeah, it's but, also complicated uh, and, like, stupid and... 
like Universal, it's like, do you just hate money because every Marvel movie makes like five hundred to yeah. You've already killed you killed the Jason Bourne franchise. You're gonna you're only making money because of Fast and Furious. Shut up! And it gets annoying how I say unless they're taking footage from your movie, you don't get the right to sue. Especially if you've changed property owners and hands so many times. Don't be a dick. Yeah, I mean, I understand the the rights issue because it's all about IP now. Like it, yeah, like things people know. Like nothing's original that goes to cinemas really anymore. It's all just these. Sometimes I'm thankful for that because then that prevents the people from making more crappy sequels. Like Boondock Saints is like owned by Fox, and the sequel was owned by Sony. And I'm like, good, don't do a sequel. They did a sequel. I know. Don't do another sequel. They want to do another one. Yeah. First one. Wants to we do- just recently did that. Not that great. All good. It's very dated. Yeah, I mean. We all thought it was cool because we saw it like when we were eighteen, and it was like that's badass. This is so cool. I guess I just didn't see any difference between Troy Duffy and Tarantino. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they're douches, and that's why they're making these wacky movies. It just seemed like a like a not like a low rent Tarantino. Hey, I'm all good with it. He's like a crazy person too. He is. And like he's got some things going on because he hasn't really worked much outside. No, he offended every Jewish person in yeah, Hollywood, which I think. means but... something's going on. Because I have my theory of you can get by in, in uh, show business if you have middling talent, but you're just nice and people want to hang out with you. But if you're a dickhead, if you don't have enough talent on that X and Y axis to, to overcome the dickhead part, you're just not. No one's going to want to work with you. Because why would they? It's wild how it works. Um... John Patrick Flannery, that just kind of made me a fan in addition to I him like playing Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> yes, Norman. The only uh, good part start. of The Walking Dead. Correct, and really fun as the traitor in Blade 2. The, the who? Remember he's the traitor in Blade 2. Oh, the, the like, was the, the coward who's, yeah, hiding in the van. Oh, no! Yeah. And then... And then at the oh, end, Whistler's Norm. like... Yeah, 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 because, yeah, he's and, the turncoat. You're, yeah, okay. And, and Whistler's like, oh, I should have shot you, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's so good. I love Blade 2. Even this, like, the weird, wonky CGI that all of a sudden... Even the crappy up. Predator makeup. Like, yeah. when, they, when they're fighting in front of those, like, big lights, it just... They start fighting practically, and then all of a sudden it just comes this rubbery, like, PS2 cutscene, and it's so weird, and I don't know why they did it. Well, what's weird is I saw a special effects thing that came out around that same time that was chronicling the effects in The Mummy and other Universal things, Hollow Man, and it looked fake back then, so that's just it. It just was one of those, it helped engineer a lot of other things, motion capture and CGI duplicating actors. Like, they used it for a bunch of other things, like, they would put... Ice Cube's head on, like, a stunt double and other stuff for, like... Well, we had... Uh, when CGI started to become a thing, we thought that you could just use it for anything, and it wasn't anything. there yet. Not, a- and not it everything. Way too often. Yeah. And then you also, like, you get the Mummy 2, the Scorpion King. Like, awful. But part... It was, yeah. That was done by, like, a... a Industrial Light and Magic yeah, of all by people. a talented group of people. They just gave them, like, a week to do it. Right. Like, you got to give them time. Like, you see, uh, I've seen it a lot, of, a number of times where, uh, like, a talented, like, a, a Weta or a, or, you know, a Lucasfilm. Or whatever, I'm so glad you brought that up. shitty thing because they were given, like, two weeks. It's like, But wow. it's, it's, it's ego as well because 
uh, when World of Warcraft movie came out, and I thought it was terrible. And ILM was like, ILM is like, we're doing something that's never been done. I'm like, no. Weta already did this kind of motion capture with the actors on Lord of the Rings and yeah. iRobot. So fuck off, ILM. You're talented. You there are no bad Star Trek effects. All the ones you, and shows you worked on, great effects. Star Wars, I don't have an issue with most of the effects other than the new trilogy and some of the Attack of the Clones ones. And obviously, the job of the HUD and the special editions is not supposed to be there. But I mean, it's the like prequels. I'm not a fan that they use so much CGI. But what they were doing at that time is kind of like it's ridiculously impressive. Basically, they were in Fifth Element mode. They're like. This is it. I mean, they were doing this things that had never been done before. Like yeah. Making up... I mean, that's how they did the first Star Wars movies, press, special effects. It was, we're doing things that have never been done. Like, we have to build the equipment and the computers and the and everything to make this happen. A mixture of puppets and legit yeah. green screen, but... I mean, I yes. love practical effects. I'm always a fan of practical I, over I'm, I'm pretty else. much... Matte paintings yeah, and miniatures. Give me that all day, every day. Use a model any day. I mean, you can take basically some of your toys and re-customize them, and you can make your own sci-fi movie yeah, against a green screen. I, I will always lean practical over over CGI. I just totally. love it. And I think the issue with Star Wars is just we were getting so much of it all at once back in the 80s, then in the 2000s now, and it's like Mandalorian, I'm just glad, just recaptured what everyone really wanted to see. Right. I mean, that was, was the, I mean, illustrate so, the world. There's so many problems enough, with the new trilogy. Like enough of the Skywalkers. We already yeah, had to care. suffer through hating Christensen's bad acting. And the last thing we need to do is again, Oscar Isaac, you're a good actor. I don't need free bland characters in. Oh, <sighs> I killed my father, Han. Oh, oh, oh what was me? That's, oh, that's a fascinating trilogy. Cause they, the biggest problem with that was they had no through line. They didn't have oh, yeah. structured out. Which and is insane. I, I'm, like how do I'm you, not kidding you. How do you do I, that? I, I went to a movie premiere and I saw Force Awakens trailer and I felt nothing. Everyone's like, why don't you react? I'm like, because I'm not seeing any magic on screen. I'm seeing by the numbers pacing. And yeah, it was just I read a, a bunch of the original. Like really. Oh, and they're even taking the weaker moments of the books. Like those young Jedi Knight books where Han and Leo had kids, not good. Yeah, not a fan of the Jason Solo and, and his Jason sister. Solo, and he can go into evil, and then the Yuzin Vong were like a zombie. I, like I like the Vong. That's controversial. Uh, that's I really uh, like that. I think it's fascinating only, and interesting. They were an interesting race. I just didn't like how they were written, uh, but they were very much like the Cenobites or zombies and like some kind of weird sci-fi thing. And yeah, they remind me of the Annihilation Wave in Marvel. It's just like this I, unstoppable, crazy group. That can't be reasoned with or stopped. They did kind of look like Thanos people the way they were drawn. I just didn't like how Chewbacca had to commit suicide to save him. Getting crushed by a moon is stupid. Like, I I get that they wanted to have stakes so someone had to die, but, like, stop it. And then Abrams makes these movies, and he's just copying frames from other movies. I'm like, I've already seen that movie. Come on, man. You got a great cinematographer who's worked with Tony Scott. I think you can... I mean, George Lucas has a quote where he's like, because he gave them, like, a treatment, and they just were like, here's it, it's in the bin. Uh, he's like, they wanted to make a retro movie, and I don't want to do that. Like, say what you want about George Lucas, but every movie he's make, made is different. It doesn't always Oh, work. exactly. 
but it doesn't always work. He's not but doing the same thing over and over. I'm just, I got a different perspective on him after I read George Lucas, a life where someone chronicled just his various development. And I can understand why he just was bitter and just refused to listen to anything. Cause when you're kind of just a standalone child and you're just constantly told no, after a while you do kind of just shut the world out and say, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to do it. I mean, that's how I, I grew up. I thought I was wrong for the first like 27 years of my life. And then I started, I moved to places where people understood. And you like, ex- oh, were, you're accepted. Oh, I'm, I'm not and, wrong. Like everyone I grew up with was wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, dude, I would take my glasses off just cause I knew I'd instantly be labeled a geek. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like how we're in a fucked up world where we got get women who will admit that they're afraid of being raped. So they don't dress up pretty. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this world? Yeah, you shouldn't okay. have to shed your clothing and put on a different mask. Yeah, you should be able time. to do, be yourself and not have to worry about horrific as things. As long as you don't you. have a F inward, you know, uh, tattoo or, you know, white supremacy, you know, I think we'll yeah. get along. Oh, yeah. For, uh, yeah. When I say you can be yourself, like, yeah, I don't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean, I know. I just, <laughs> as long as there's no hate speech, you know. Right. But, you, and I miss the days when people in high school were even sneaking in wacky TV, uh, t-shirts. I had one gal whose t-shirt read, yo mama, damn. Yeah, that was always a thing. It's like, that was fucking hysterical. And Peter Parker has a bit of that where he's wearing outrageous t-shirts in these movies. And i like, I miss those days where people would just have a coat and they're like, open your coat. Oh, you're not going to like what you see. Yeah. <laughs> Open I had up. some jeans I used to wear that like were torn and it was basically like the entire back of them were torn and just, <laughs> I'd wear them and just see how long I could get away with it to high school. Perfect. Yeah. You're just always pushing boundaries when you're that age, you know? You have to. I mean, even with the artwork, how gruesome do I get, you know, with the sword fights? And, yeah. yeah it's... It, but you're not smart enough. So like you latch on to things because you think edgy is funny but there's more uh, dude, to it than that but you don't understand even growing up yet, you know dude i would get in arguments with family on and friends on what they consider violent some people don't consider the dark knight violent i'm like it's violent it's basically an r-rated movie without the blood but yeah. then there's other ones where it's like especially like x-files and criminal minds it's like it's basically an r-rated show but it played right there's it no never- it's weird where you drew the line it's like you can show violence you can get away with and like psychological trauma and fucked up uh, uh, storylines, but God just help no you language if you or say sex. fuck or yeah, yeah show a uh, titty or or show a little blood. And I, I think it's a generation thing because I would see a lot of veterans who would go to war movies are like, "Hey, violence! It's a part of life." I'm like, okay, but there are some where it's like I'm not going to show Schindler's List or The Deer Hunter to a kid just yet. You know, I it's went not. to. Uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan with my grandfather, who was on oh, Ojima. Wow. Ooh. Uh, in the first 10 minutes, like, he was the most, like, sto- stoic, like, badass dude I've ever seen. And, and broke him. Yeah, I looked over at him, and he was, like, white, and he's like, I gotta go. I, I can't be here right now. Like, I've never seen yeah. him like that. I-, I know many people who, you know, they, uh, and you just can't stop. Dude, I had so many callous people in, like, junior high we would watch war movies just for history class and i'd be doing my job because i actually was enjoying both the movie learning the history loving the reenactment and taking notes you know okay they didn't get this portrayal right but they did it because of this or here's a key bit of advice that's less known fact they interpret here 
every time. So many pricks just laughing at people getting slaughtered. Uh, yeah. At glory of all movies. I'm I, like, I was fascinated by all that stuff too. I mean, I have a history degree that I've never used. Um, a lot of us do psychology, I, everything. Yeah, I have a and history we just and finance degree. I've only used one of them. <laughs> hey, it, career I, security. Man. I remember in, in college in, in uh, my rhetoric class freshman year, we had to have a clip from a movie and then give like a presentation on it. Oh, really? How I cool. Didn't, I didn't explain or warn anybody, and I chose the scene from Full Metal Jacket with Arlie Ermey and D'Onofrio in the bathroom, <laughs> which is <laughs> horrific and horrible. But yeah. I just, I never addressed it. Like, I played it straight. I was just like, so, after I showed it, everyone was just horrified. And I just was like, so, as we can see, like, I just went about, like, like nothing Dude, happened. Because I thought that I've... was funny. I got a C-minus on that one. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, that's bullshit. It's like My teacher you was mad at me. <laughs> but even then, like that's funny. I, that's fucking funny. That's pretty I'm funny. Sorry, but that's funny. I mean, I I did a random collage of war criminals in movies. So I had freaking you know Jeremy Irons from Die Hard Free. I had uh, the villains in The Rock. I had the <laughs> villains in uh, just other futuristic war movies like The Rock and Doom. You know, and I put up uh, Arlie Ermey from Full Metal Jacket and Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men. Everyone's like, well, technically the colonel's not meant to be a bad guy. I'm like, fuck off. He's a bad guy. Yeah. He ordered the, co- ordered the code red. He ordered He's the code too. red. He Tried broke a guy. Up. The guy would not have broken and gone psychotic had he not brainwashed him and tortured him that way. Yeah. Bad dude. And explaining war crimes to people, they don't get it. Uh, I'm sure you get this with even watching zombie movies. There's people who don't understand the social commentary that is very much like Starship Troopers, where you're just saying, these are what happens when you got zero government involvement and people are literally eating each other. Well, yeah, I mean, that was uh, George Romero's whole thing. It wasn't... It was a blue-collar guy who wanted to... who was disgusted by Vietnam and channeled that. The whole thing was commentary. It wasn't... It just happened to be zombies that people latched onto. And I've seen some people who worked on those movies with them. They've later done goofy stuff for Full Moon, like Trancers and Puppet Master. And they're like, oh, Romero didn't know what he was doing. I'm like, half agreed. He didn't know that it would become a big thing. But he kind of knew what he was doing in his cocaine-filled vision. (laughs) Yeah, he had a a vision and he executed it. And he told the story he wanted to tell. He may not be a talented filmmaker, but... He didn't have a budget to work with, so yeah. yeah, He did what he could. B-movie pioneer. Yeah, now it's a classic. I, I mean, people get into the argument on whether Stephen King's a good writer or a good ideas man. So you have that, and it seems like so many people, they become dis- attached to someone because of nostalgia, and they want to instantly, there's no in-between, like you say. Yeah. They want to do the whole, they're the worst, they're the best. I'm like, yeah, there's no nuance. Little in-between. I mean, so that's Spielberg's, the thing with Stephen King. He has great ideas, but like he often doesn't know how to end it. Yeah, look at uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, he often just, like, goes off the rails at the very end. It's like, this is yeah. a cool premise, but uh, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and everyone's going to have a weak moment of the sign. Spielberg's gone and preaching some of his movies. Corsese doesn't know how to write women. And it's just like, yeah, it is what it is. There, you Don't call them to do that, then. Have them <laughs> focus their on strength. their strengths. And play their strengths. It, I always give an actor at least 20 movies before I really, truly know them because I know that they're going to vary along the way. Yeah, because uh, they, they make... hit big in one type of character, 
that's what they're going to be cast. It doesn't mean they can't do other things, but that's what they're going to keep doing. Any actor who's often got a Razzie, I've often seen him be pretty good on a TV show, but they yeah. were in a big, giant movie, and they just either weren't ready to carry the film, or well, great they actors just... get them all the time. I mean, you get, like, a Halle Berry, or, like, a... a... I hate that, too. And it's like, those movies were filmed around the same time as their Oscar win. Give it's them a break. It's crazy Catwoman came out the same year as the one she won the Oscar for in Monsters Ball. Yeah. Crazy. She didn't know. Charlie's Theron, same thing. Everyone wants to make her a bunch of bad. I'm like, oh, no. Don't you... No, she's great. Hate, hate on my Charlie's. She's awesome. Yeah, you can only do as well as what you're given. Like, even if you're the greatest actor of all time, if you're given sh- uh, shit the script. two leads in the two leads in Fifty Shades, I mean, they have gone on to do a lot of great things. They've yeah. done some good stuff before, and now they've done even better things. And it's like, what do you expect from someone who was doing a Twilight knockoff script? <laughs> <laughs> and there was even some talented filmmakers who worked on that, but. Hey, it was payday. Ratchet yeah. wrecking the dough. I respect that. Anyone can get their bag. There's no such thing as selling out. Like, make it yeah, money. That was, and it is hard to explain that to some people. They're like, oh, they must have a bad agent. I'm like, or maybe that's just the only good offer they got. Like, all the indie filmmakers who work on Marvel, like, they pretty much didn't even really direct. They were just there on the day yeah, giving notes. They were executing a formula. Like, the other guys who've been there the from the start do all the camera work and second unit directing of the action scenes and everything. Yeah. And they're just basically doing the one-on-one dramatic scenes. Uh, I, I was interviewing this one guy who's doing some cool movies with Mark Dacascos from John Wick Free, like uh, The Driver and what was the other one he did? Um, one Night in Bangkok, both pretty cool movies. His ride into fame was doing Ballistic X versus Sever and junk like Tekken 2. I've always had a hot spot for Tekken. Yeah, I always had a hot spot for Ballistic. I always thought it was a good movie in there somewhere, and he was telling me so there many... Is, you just couldn't hear anything. Whoever did the sound on that movie fucked it all up. They fucked around with it, but yeah, cool soundtrack. Bam, bam, bam. And see, 2002, man, that was the year Crystal Method was big. Everyone's playing, that's the name of the game. I, I do love like how songs like that can date a movie. Yeah, and like it's Amazing in Blade Ray Two. Shows up in the first Spider-Man, it's just like what? Everyone was playing Amazing Grace and classical stuff. I, personally, I was always a Green Sleeves guy, but because no one knew who wrote it. But um, yeah, yeah, this is like, uh, oh yeah, and in the credits of Spider-Man, Nickelback is playing. You're like, no! yeah. A lot of it was like the credits, where it's just like, wow, this is so like early two thousands. You see even other casual blockbusters like Ghost Ship or even SWAT, and you're like, man, that is a weird-ass soundtrack. Yeah, it just does not work now. It's it's just part new metal, part this. There's, like, maybe one or two songs I still like, but then there's others like, oh, shut up. Thank yeah. God you're in the credits. Have you ever done some Marvel-type cosplay or even a Civil reenactment? I, so I much never fun. have. I, I, I have a weird thing about dressing up like at like 10 years old uh i, I stopped <laughs> going out for halloween i was just like i'm i'm too old for this i don't know like i respect the people who are really good at it and can do it but i don't know why i've just never had that in me yeah i had my window and then i lost interest especially the older i got i did a jedi punisher because that's easy just put on a shirt fake <laughs> muscles and yeah. have a, a blue and a red lightsaber Right. Uh, but uh, pretty much the only people I go as now basically would be Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell, 
Jack Bauer from 24 and the Jin from the Wishmaster. So just cult characters who have an audience, but it is going to be very costly. And uh, I don't know. There were some cosplay groups that really pissed me off and it had nothing to do with the fandom so much as they were just being just animals. Like I remember reading that story about how one guy gave spoilers in the hall of a theater and got stampeded by Marvel fans. I'm like, that's overkill. Well, I've never been to like Comic-Con or anything like that. Like, I'd never. Like to. I just haven't. Yeah, and there's definitely been some great experiences, and that's where we have YouTube to thank because we got all these various conventions caught on tape. But yeah. I, I just also, I mean, uh, JP was mentioning The Shadow around his, his same time, his same age. I knew I, I had pals who were going as Zorro or something even simpler for Halloween. And it just seemed like, yeah, everyone was a little more... They weren't seeing anything really happen, but there was more imagination. And yeah. now, while I'm glad that there's some cool stuff, we have to encourage people to find their own imagination. Right. I mean, back then, we didn't have the internet. So, like, you only knew what was in front of you. and Like, what you happened to experience or somehow saw. Like, maybe you, you saw an old VHS of whatever movie that, like, you'd heard about, but uh, at your <laughs> cousin's friend's house, you know? Totally. Like, I had to watch the first Terminator or Terminator 2 for the first time. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch it, and I, I watched it at a friend's house that recorded it off of, like, network mm. TV. So it was, like, edited. And <laughs> but I wasn't allowed to see any of that. Uh, yeah, I saw those when I was 14 on cable TV, and that's pretty much how it was a go-to. It was like, well, I'm going to see the movies, even if they're edited or modified on TV, or even if the best bits get taken out. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was not allowed to consume so many different things, and that gave it, like, this weight of mm-hmm. how I want to. Like, if they just would have let me, I, I may have just been like, oh, that's not for me. Like, and moved on and never thought about it again. Yeah. I just don't understand giving that weight to things of, like, you tell it's like the red button thing. You tell me not to push it. I'm gonna push that button. <laughs> yeah. like, what well, you've given it this weight that that now gives me a desire that I have to see it. Yeah, seeing movies on modified cable allows you to even realize just how generic the movie is once you release the content. And there's other ones where it's like you do have to see them on cut. Like if you were to see The Shining on modified cable, you probably would still miss yeah. a lot of the movie. I love. Uh, one of my guilty pleasures is watching what they replace curse words in in uh, edited versions. Of oh movies. yeah, it never works. Like it's just it's always clearly dubbed. You phony. My favorite is uh in Speed, where uh the pop quiz asshole. It's like yeah, I'm not even sure it's Keanu Reeves saying it. It just goes pop quiz animal. <laughs> Like, it's so out of place. Yeah, I, I forgot it's about absurd, that. It's absurd, and I love I'm it. I'm going to rip your damn neck off. It's so or, great. Uh, it's just so yeah. silly, and, like, what are we doing? Everyone knows. Sometimes what... they do a good job. Like, Scorsese would apparently supervise his TV modified movies. Like, when Goodfellas and The Departed come on TV, he would make the blood look black. You know, it's like... It's just like, it, what are we doing? Like, we've it, we act like... We have, like, alien overlords that are telling us, like, what we can and can't do. But all these rules are just self-imposed. Like, we've done all this. Yeah, some movies I can't watch on TV. That's just absurd and ridiculous. It makes no sense. 
Yep. Minister Society, no point. And yes, now it's got even more ridiculous since now cable's so desperate for ratings. Now they are playing certain movies on cut, but they're still right. playing They'll play the edited like versions during the day and the uncut versions. I'm like, uh, it's weird. In a way, I kind of liked it when Comedy Central did the whole, by the way, it's the evening. We're yeah. playing an uncut comedy special. Well, that's the way they should do it. Like, when I was in England, during the day was regular TV, and, like, once you hit, like, 10 or 11 o'clock, then you... Bloody the hell. Fuck off. Which is perfect. That's the way it should be done. Yeah. And the movie channels did it for a while, and then they stopped doing it. They're like, sure, we'll play porn during the day. <laughs> sure, it's we'll play. So, it's just so silly. Like, I mean, to get a PG-13 rating, you can say fuck once. What a silly rule. And twice or three times if it's barely audible. It's like, yeah, whatever. It's just, it's, that's insane. Like, what's the, if there's what's nothing the else difference? offensive and it was that, it's like, yeah, like no. you've already said it. What's the difference that I say it And twice? if they, they didn't say it in a sexual way, they were saying it in a yeah. stupid, cursed way. It's or... just insane, like, puritanical rules that go along with everything. It's nuts. And they do it just because... Uh, it, it angers even more because get this Avengers 1 and Transformers 1 almost got radar just because of the chaos at the end of both movies oh. I'm like get out of here I mean That's, if you Lord of the Rings gets a PG-13 like, and that gets an art you, you have no sense of and I would get into arguments with people about that they would argue this is more violent this is more risque I'm like I mean it's yeah, kind no. of subjective right it, it is but what I might find horrific other people, like, one of the scariest things to me is watching Ed 209 and Robocop walk around. It just freaks me the fuck out, but most people would probably say that and be like, it's, it's the stop fo- motion. Yeah, stop it's the motion fully. Scares me. It's the fully, but yeah, they're getting freaked out. Uh, they're basing it on the effects, and it's like, fully can freak out a movie. Like, the best yeah. horror movies for me are the music yeah. freaks you out. Yeah, it's not the, the violence. It's like the psychological yeah. thing that it does to you. is scarier to me than anything else oh yeah I, I see people do it all the time anytime there's a knife fight they react to the fully even though they didn't see the stabbing I'm like for real I guess I, I hate when they put like swooshes in or like moving like swinging with a knife and all that silly shit or like every time someone picks up a gun you get the sound oh yeah which means which means that they technically just jammed their shotgun yeah even though nothing happens they just pull their gun right my biggest problem with guns in in any movie, action movies or anything else, is how they'll shoot a number of rounds and then like put it up to someone's head, or put it right in like their front of their pants. The barrel is so fucking hot after you shoot any gun, and there's no smoke emerging. It or... just bugs me. We just recently watched Vampires with James Woods and John Carpenter's uh, yeah directing R- silly movie, but they did yep. that like. The uh, one of the Baldwins uh, cauterized a wound Danny, by like, shooting yeah. up in the air, and then he like put. I was like, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Back when it's weird, '90s they were able to be kind of a little more batshit, and then 2000s they kind of just got oversaturated with MTV edits and just yeah. people who are like, "There's no way they're a cop or a doctor in real life. They're too young." <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like a pretty person. Like that's why you have like, twenty-eight-year-olds playing high school characters. 28 year olds and then it it took a big about swing and a miss when they did the whole shtick involving like 
there's many people who will just refuse to watch TV because they just don't consider it realistic. I'm like, well, it's never going to be 100% realistic, but if it's at least plausible, even if they made the yeah. wrong Foley or they walked into a crime scene too soon, I'm... Yeah. I'm I'll all buy. about, like, I'll buy into any premise if you set the rules of your world out. Yes. Don't like, do the whole... it doesn't make sense, if you gave me a reason why this ridiculous thing's happening, just one line, I'm in. Right. But then you got to adhere to it the rest of the way. So and so is an agoraphobic. They work from home. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even like though they would technically be fired. Whatever. They have. Yeah. They're, they and their boss are their best friends. Okay. That, that yeah. makes a lot of like, sense. Like, I'm good. Like, that's all I need. I just need that one line. So and so forgot to put their, break their hair up in a CSI scene. Well, they yeah. don't, they do stuff mostly the right way. So there wasn't right. some continuity. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? If it was one episode, who cares? Yeah. And. All these movies that you've summed up today, basically they are 40 stretched out plus minute of a Twilight Zone or Star Trek episodes. Like, <laughs> and by the end of this, the mirror universe will collapse upon itself. Okay. I love that. I and mean, back are, in, like, That's kind of what Endgame was. You know. Do you remember growing up and, like, going to the video store and, like, horror movies would have, like, a PG rating? Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy that we've... For guys... Like, there was a lot of messed up movies that I'd see in, like, PG. That's <laughs> yeah, before they got the 13 rating, but yeah, yeah. even Gremlins got the PG, I'm like, what? Yeah, I had a, a fascination. I didn't like horror movies, but I like going to the video store and looking at the box art. Like, yeah, unless it involves sharks, I was just like, hmm, not sure. It just fascinated me. I, I just didn't understand. I was so sheltered and, like, little, little boy, and I, I just couldn't. It didn't. I couldn't comprehend how these things could exist, and like, like I'd see Hellraiser, like Pinhead. I'm like, what? How is this a yeah. thing? This can't be real. And someone thinks this is a good movie versus a bad movie versus, and it sucked because yeah, the covers are deceiving, and you don't know until you suffer oh, through the yeah. shit. And it's like, yeah, because they'd always you know, like, sometimes the cover didn't. I like Candyman because it was suspenseful. Yeah, uh, Get Out and Candyman, I think, are both suspenseful. I think you'd. I love Lovecraft Country because it's more of a mystery. Oh, and I love uh, the guy that was... Oh God, Jonathan was Majors is great. Yes, he's Kang the Conqueror and, in the MCU now. Oh, okay, nice. And the gal from uh, Birds of Prey is also in that. She's gorgeous. Nice. Yeah, I mean... And I wanted more as soon as it ended. I'm like, you are an idiot, HBO. This is a. This is at least going back to your Tales from the Crypt where it, you never know what's going to happen each episode. It might be witty one minute, or it might be creepy and weird. That show know. made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> it did. I was more of an X-Files guy, so, because yeah. you could either follow the main storyline, or you could follow the monster of the week, and it was just entertaining. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, I have this weird thing where I want to know what happened in a movie I may never want to actually see. Like, like <laughs> mostly horror movies. Like, I know the plot of every... Friday the 13th, because I've read synopsis. Like, I need to know what happens, but I don't want to actually watch it. That's all good. It took me years to even finish any of them because I was just like, okay, they're kind of morbidly cool, and at the same time, they're just too stupid to finish. So, At so, least Jason has got to the... Yeah, know, that one I like. But it's also fascinating that the hockey mask that Jason, we all know, didn't even show up to like the second or third movie. Second movie, yeah. It's like, what? Because doesn't he, like, get the mask at the end or something? Because mm -hmm. he just has, like, and... a bag on his head. 
<laughs> yeah, the first one does not hold up. It's one of those I'm like, okay, I don't need to know about his Voorhees, Mrs. Voorhees. I need to know about this guy. But her coming. being the murderer is crazy. Kevin Bacon's in that movie, too. Uh, that, and I've only just now found out that even just knockoffs of that are big, like Night of the Demons and Sleepaway Camp have Sleepaway a big cool point. Yeah. I, d- I didn't realize that growing up. I just thought they were infamous, and I never bought with them. And then by 2010, I realized, oh, they're taking on a bigger form than of their own. So uh, I've underestimated the communities. Just because no one's talking about it doesn't mean there's not fandom for it. It's right. choose who you want to be fans with or about. It's up to you. Yeah, and we thank the internet for that. Like, the internet to know saves. anything now. Before you missed Don't a show it. that was airing on Thursday, you may never see it. Don't worry. Yeah, It'll be on YouTube it. in 20 years. Yeah, right? For people who want something to stream that's not on Netflix or yeah. Prime. Or you didn't understand what happened in an episode, you can now just go see, like, 12 recaps and explaining it or 100 YouTube videos. Yeah, in, sometimes like, oh, okay. that you do have to do that with certain shows just because they're so boring to get through. It's like, next three episodes, recap. Okay, boom. Yeah. Now it's getting interesting. Or I was on my phone half of it and missed some important things and don't know why it this is happening. Yeah, and it took... And there's always those episodes where it's like, they're not bad, but it is filler, just to get it to the 10-episode count. And yeah. Just, I'm well, losing patience. It's a move to, like, shorter seasons. It's, you, you gotta. It, you have to. It's I, like the I told you model. Like, eight episodes I, is perfect. Oh, a thousand percent. I recommend Damien and even the freaking Exorcist show. It's so much better than the movie. It's just to the point you see actors in roles you've never seen them in before. And it's, it just actually, it doesn't hit you over the head with all that religious bull crap. And it just does the whole, it goes back to the more X-Files. What do I believe? Am I a skeptic? Yeah. I like that. And, uh, don't decide for the viewer. Let the viewer decide yes. while seeing all the chaos explode on screen. Absolutely. And like you say, too many sci-fi horror movies did the whole, you know, gun-hungry, you know, alien super soldiers and people yeah, who you no want to be killed. Yes, and people who you want to see get killed by the creature or the serial killer, and you're like, right. this is yeah, boring. Make them a caricature of, like, a douchebag or a, an asshole. And then they Doing it just to be schlocky and silly. It's like, at least Leprechaun knew it was shitty, you know? It's right. like... <laughs> it just came out with an outrageous comedic gag or gif. So. I mean, the way we've transitioned to shorter seasons, it's so hard for me to go back to anything old. Uh, it's like 22 episodes a season. Like, I'm just not going to do that. There are some like, shows. I know like, the West Wing's good. I'm just not going to do it. That's fine. It's just and there's many, sh- there's many shows, if I wanted to, I would just rewatch Stay In and Out, but... Then I'll be behind by five years on other shows that I need to get yeah. caught up on. I still do and, a lot of rewatching. Yeah, uh, whatever you got to do. I mean, other people do the whole, oh, what? It's so good. I'm like, no, don't pull that with me. Tell me why it's good. Yeah, just because you thought Before I good. waste my four, four hours on it. I, I've tried getting into Atlanta. I'm sorry, I love you, Donald Glover. I, I don't like it. Well, that's the thing. Like, certain people... Yeah, I respect their opinions and their taste. If they tell me something's good, I'll watch it. But if just, like, a regular person in my life... Well... Like if my parents tell me... Or my sister tells me something's good, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. It sucks how every other it. formula is a variation, though. So, like, there's a bunch of shows that come out that are kind of a variation on the Twin Peaks formula. There's a bunch of uh, 
shows that are copying other procedurals and CSI type stuff. But then there's like, yeah, shows like that, which like I couldn't get into Atlanta because I'm like, this has already been made fun of on the PJs and the boondocks. They made fun of this hood stuff before. I, so I'm not saying new. I liked Atlanta, but I never got past like mid season. I don't really know why. Like I was enjoying it. I just stopped. And I mean, and then there's these other shows too, which is like, you want to kind of continue, but you're like, when will I find time? It's just kind of, especially when it gets to a certain season, you're like, it already kind of tipped its scale or had at that level. I yeah. Like most to, of the time you need to be over after like three seasons, three seasons, seven at the most story to tell for that. Mm-hmm. And then there's this shows that got canceled and you're like, yeah, but it might've gone downhill from there. So maybe it was good that they canceled it yeah, secretly. I never want things to end. Like I didn't want breaking bad to end, but it was like, yeah, it's time. Like, it's time. They know it's time. They, yeah. they don't have anything in them anymore. I mean, I love Saul. I think it's even the better show, but there were times where season three blended in with me from season four because I just saw it all back to back in one day. Oh. And I was just like, so that that's a blur. But season five, oh, yeah, you caught me up now. <laughs> <laughs> the new one, I was so confused because the last season ended like two years ago. I did not know what was going on. And I was like in the other room during the recap. I was going to the bathroom. I'm like, God, I got to finish pissing because I need to hear this. And I was watching (laughs) it on on their app where you can't like rewind or anything because I don't have cable. So I was just so lost. Expanse would do that too. Where That's why I had the creators talk about it. Because it's been so long since I saw my last part. I think I watched the first three seasons. I was able to get back into it, but... You have to, yes, you have to do five episodes a day. No no other way around it. Everyone does the whole, oh, just two or three at a time. Like, I got to do five because I got to get this done because then I will get confused. I will forget something because my brain only has room for so much, yeah. you know, notes. I don't notes. remember anything and I'm, anymore. And that's the ridiculous all. part. I take notes on my phone because I might have doing an episode on this or whatever. And it was just one of those, I'm like, we got to finish it, guys. We got to finish it this week. Yeah, when I have to write about something, I'll I'll watch it and then immediately do what I'm writing. Or when we yeah. do a movie for this, I'm taking notes the whole time, but I, I have it timed so it's right at the end of the movie is when we start recording because I, I just won't remember. Just yeah, won't. or I can pause and make a great note or quote someone's line of dialogue, which plays into the yeah. next five seasons. You, you have to be able to pause because if you don't, you'll miss things. You will miss things or some stuff that you didn't think was bad. It just seems silly on repeat viewing. You don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, like our show, uh, the show I came on, on your show, I had, yeah. I listened to the whole thing back on YouTube. I had no memory of anything we talked about. As you were having fun, man. Yeah. Was... I, I knew I had fun. I knew it was probably good. Like I've had to accept that just because I can't remember. I think you had another show after that, didn't you? I may, I mean, again, I, I have no memory. Like, I think I, at the end of the recording, you're like, I'm sorry, man, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably, I'll I'll do anything that anyone asks me to. Again? Like, I'll go on anyone's show, I'll I'll write for anyone that asks me, I'll, I'll consume any content that anyone created that sends it to me, they're like, check this out, I just will. <laughs> <laughs> just find your limit. Yeah. I I gotta get going and yeah, do I know. another just, interview, but Jesus it's been Christ. a delight meeting you again. Yeah. Um. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh. Throw out there. Social. Uh, pod. 
shows. Other than what episodes I know I'll invite you to, I'll... I, you can I mean, definitely, just for people listening, to where they can find uh, it. Jacked Up Review Show is on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and many more outlets, and any film or TV franchise or uh, music band, we're going to cover it. Yeah, I promise. So. Yeah, that's great. And uh, you can find us at Action Movie Book Club on Instagram, Action Movie BC on Twitter, Action Movie Book Club on YouTube, uh, actionmoviebookclub.com. Uh, and yeah, and we're everywhere, everywhere pods can be found. I've also been writing for SwedishNerd.com, which is mostly a horror site, but uh, I, I just kind of do my own thing. So it's kind of fun. But yeah, that's where you can find us. Uh, Cam, thanks again for joining us. This was a blast. Yeah. Delight. Look forward to doing stuff together in the future. Uh, normally, this is where Jape would give our sign off, but he's so good at it, I'm not even going to try. <laughs>